0: people want a little bit of rock and roll! I tell a few people
1: What's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus. Another episode of Shout It Out Loud cast. We're now up to episode 41. We're calling this one Unmasked. Woo! Tommy, how the hell are you? What's up, buddy?
2: Busy week, huh? Busy week for us. Woo!
1: I've been deathly ill. Um, I... It's been a whirlwind week Last week Uh all the festivities that we had We went through and we'll get into it A lot of it yep. And then um I got sick as a dog And I have been I'm finally getting over I went to the Bruins game Opening night on Saturday Sick And then I was like literally in bed Till like Tuesday And uh you know between that and work And um We did something on Tuesday, me and you.
2: Yeah, we had a great invitation from our buddy Jay um, from the Hook Rocks podcast. And if you're not familiar with his podcast, you should be. We'll talk about that. But if you do know the Hook Rocks, you know him from doing those awesome uh, Twitter polls, all of his brackets. Um, Right now, today we're recording on Thursday the 17th. He just started the Black Sabbath tournament. Um, uh, So, yeah, he was uh, kind enough to invite us on to his show We recorded with him Tuesday. We had a nice long talk. Um, He's in the middle of having a couple guests on to talk about uh, the state of rock music, um, what's going on with the future of rock music, how you can keep it alive, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And me, Zeus, and Jay had a really awesome conversation. And according to Jay, that episode should be dropping on Monday. And I believe Jay can be found on Stitcher and SoundCloud, and he's working to get his podcast out on a bunch of other formats as well.
1: Yeah, it was an awesome discussion, and of course, how do you know how do we fit in all of this? Obviously, our love of rock and stuff. We were going to discuss. Uh, we we're going to try to do like a Zep deep cuts. Yep. Originally, yep. but I, I listened to a lot of Jay's episodes recently. That and he was on a roll with talking about rock. And while I'm listening to them, all I can think of is that Gene quote: "Rock is dead, and you, the fan, killed it." And, yeah. and we went off on the tangent with that and that became our subject. And there was a lot there to unpack. Honestly, guys, you'll love the episode. It's a little more of a serious side of shout it out loudcast than you'll hear here. Um, but, um, it was fun nonetheless. And Jay's an awesome host. He's got a great podcast. You guys got to listen to it. The hook rocks. Um, he's always on online, social media biggest is the Twitter polls that you see all the time that he does. And as we said to him at the time on his show, and we'll mention it here, when he was doing those polls, he reached out to us and asked us, hey, I'm going to do these polls. I know you guys did the Kiss March Madness poll. And uh, I, I want to let you know, is that okay if I do one for Kiss? Obviously he doesn't need our permission, but the thought, the fact that he went out of his way to ask us and to mention us. And then he tagged us. On every one of the KISS polls throughout. That's a class act. Did he know us? No. Just a little interaction online. And he did that. We have another good friend of ours. That just asked us about something. I'm not going to say exactly what it is. But the guys over at Part Than Hell podcast. They just reached out. Hey we're going to try to do something like this. It may be a little similar to what this is. Do you mind if we do it? absolutely not the fact that these guys do this Tom is just a testament to a lot of the people that we interact with in the podcast community
2: yeah I think it just shows you like you said the podcast community the, these these friends that we've made I mean we you know we communicate with them on Twitter and Facebook and messaging and everything and we don't even know them personally but like you said just that kind of uh I don't know camaraderie I guess you'd call it that community where like you said there's they don't need to do that but you know just out of you know respect for a fellow podcaster You know and uh and w- w- Like we would ever say no We copyrighted <laughs> that you can't do that You know um it's just really It's just it's just a cool community to be a part of
1: We're gonna send our kiss lawyers after them <laughs> Gene Simmons <laughs> Cease and Desist my friends <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again you know the whole podcast community Has been awesome but none of Better than our listeners Shout out to you guys out There um so we've had um, a uh, a long week to get to where we are. Um, uh, roughly around this point last year, we were still shooting the shit about maybe doing a podcast, me and you. what What experience do we have on a podcast doing one? None. What com- what contacts did we have? None. You know, nothing about electronics or whatever we needed to to record a podcast. We didn't have any friends in the podcast community other than what we listened to, but they weren't friends. We didn't really interact with anybody really much. And then from that, a year ago, not even a year ago, and we just had our first episode in the beginning of 2019. We're not even a year old. We're basically about 10 months old. And what did we get last week?
2: Chris freaking Jericho. I mean, who would have ever thought that that something like that could have happened? Who would have ever thought that we could have gotten that?
1: Yeah, look. Um and we don't want to shoot Jericho's fucking ego even bigger than it already is probably he, these days cuz he's on a fucking he's on a roll these days, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, he's on I a mean, roll. He's I mean, everywhere.
2: Yeah, he's he's everywhere and for him to take the time to sit down with a couple knuckleheads like us and get involved in a kiss draft and, uh, you know, it, it was, it, it was, it was, am- it was amazing. It was amazing.
1: Yeah. So that, so the whole thing didn't happen overnight, obviously it, you know, we had well, reached out to Chris quite some time ago. And you know what? He didn't tell us to fuck off. Yep. He interacted with us. We were trying to get this thing done for quite some time. Um, obviously with his schedule, it's crazy. And then we came up with, you know, he had um, uh, AEW was having their uh, second event up here in Boston. And instead of doing it, via, he's like, why don't we do it in person? Um, To say the least, we were like floored. He gave us that opportunity. Um, Gave us tickets to see the show. He didn't give us just tickets. He gave us front row floor seats. When we walked in and saw it was insane, insane. The event was so awesome. I've been to WWE events. I've seen WWE and all those other shows for years. I've seen Chris perform since he was in WCW. I saw him when he first got introduced on the Y2J on WWE. I followed his career. I followed him from Fozzie. I followed all that stuff. To get to the point where he invites you to see one of his shows. And you get to see him perform in person. I mean it's really a dream come true. And um, I I, I mean it's a testament to his character. And his kindness. And you know it it was just uh, overwhelming. It was overwhelming. So unfortunately he had an event. His boss had his, there was a birthday party for his boss. So, you know, he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I can't do it after the show, but you know, can we meet, we can still meet up, you know, and say hello. So we took a nice photo. He's asking us questions like, you know, Oh, so what'd you guys do the podcast? When'd you get into him? Oh, I love that shirt, you know, like a regular guy. And that's how he treated us. And that's how we treated him. And, um, I know I'm like maybe gushing over this, but it is a big deal for me because he's not just, you know, a guy we have on to talk about Kiss. He's like a a hero, you know, and I'm a big fan of his. And uh, to find out that, you know, they say don't meet your heroes. Well, he was even better in person. And then, um, you know, he came up with the idea. We can't do it, but maybe I can we can Skype tomorrow. I've got this between this, like in between him being on barstool sports, uh, show in between him going to a Vikings game in between him being going to the red carpet for the new movie premiere for Jane silent Bob's reboot movie in between going on other like shows. Yeah. Yeah. I'll find time to do the kiss podcast with you guys. That's Chris Jericho.
2: Yeah. And I think it's okay for Zeus to gush a little bit because you know, like everything Zeus said and with the way we kind of prepped him in the episode last week. I mean, he, you know, lead singer of Fozzie, huge band that keeps getting bigger and bigger, huge, massive podcast talk is Jericho, AEW champion. And for him to, you know, grant us his time, um, his attention, um, you know, and maybe earlier I called us knuckleheads. Maybe I downplayed us a little bit too much. Maybe I shouldn't be calling us that, you know, but for him to take the time to talk with us, meet with us, um, you know, have a serious conversation about kiss, you know, ask some questions, not be afraid to answer them and, uh, and participate in a fun, a fun event, like, uh, our kiss draft, one of our favorite things that we do. I, I, I think it's just, you know, it, it just shows how down to earth, um, you know, somebody as big as he can be with us. And, uh, you know, we, we're going to be eternally grateful for that, um, for that moment with him.
1: Yeah. And the only thing he got in return was some awesome click T shop shirts from us, Given to us by Ed, obviously of Ed uh, of uh, Click T Shop, K L uh, I C K T E E S H O P, and uh, Ed. By the way, he loved the shirts. He wore it when uh, one of the shirts while we uh, taped our episode. Um, those shirts are fantastic. Ed's got that. We talk about it all the time. He's got that exclusive deal with the Eric Carr's family. Um, those those shirts are limited time. Awesome. I'm wearing one. I'm wearing the cat one, right? Cat yep. Michigan, I think it is. Yep. The tail is up, and since Tom and I are Skyping, he can only see a portion of it. He says it looks like a nice phallic symbol coming up <laughs> to <of> my mouth. <laughs> um, Don't touch that. Which, well, which is uh, quite interesting, but I didn't know where his mind was going. So, uh, ed at uh, clicktshop.com. Go on there. You'll find so many good things, and you might even find some Shout It Out Loudcasts Merchandise that you might like, maybe Ab- never know.
2: Absolutely, and and uh, also with Click T Shop, we, um, Ed just started posting this stuff on social media. We've been uh, retweeting it and sharing it. He just came out with a brand new design. It's the Paul Stanley Rose Tattoo design. I don't know. We, we've been sharing that on Twitter and Facebook. So he's got T shirts, hats, all of his all of the products, and it's got that. Um, you know, that Paul Stanley rose tattoo that everybody knows of that he has on his shoulder, you know, just unbelievably amounts of cool designs.
1: Yeah. And, uh, getting back to our friend, uh, Jericho. So yep. we did our kiss draft, um, which, which, you know, to me, was just like part of the time trying to be like, shit, are we skyping here with Jericho here, but still concentrating on my list. And I liked it because, uh, I know I took the first shot at him with, by telling him that uh, I, I think I told him that my favorite part of King of the Mountain is when it ends. Um, and then he had uh, some choice words for my dance all over your face. And, uh, and on the eighth day, he wasn't too fond of those songs. And I don't know, if is he joking? Did he not understand? Or was he pulling my leg? I don't know. When I was like, yeah, dance all over your face. What do you think Gene's singing about
2: he sounded legitimately like, oh, you know, what do you mean? And then when you like, then when you kind of explain, he's like, oh, 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 I'm like, wait a minute. There's no way that Jericho did not know that. There's no way. Dance
1: all over your face. It's gotta mean I'm gonna jizz all over your face. <laughs> it's gotta be. What else could it mean? And he so, was like, oh. <laughs> go ahead. No, go. No, ahead. no, I was gonna say. So through all the drama and all the stuff we were going through, um, I forgot to put up the pictures from that awesome. AEW yep. uh, event, so I started putting them up yesterday, and uh, obviously since we're in the front row, we had some nice photos I got from online. Uh, I when I watched the episode, I taped it and uh, got to see a bunch of them. There was a great reaction when somebody lands on you uh, when I think Hangman lands on Jericho right in front of us. Yeah, and your face is like,
0: "Oh my god!" Oh. Yeah,
1: and I and I wrote, "Oh, this is what happens after uh, Jericho picks." Let's put the X in sex. What I was trying to say, Chris, is you stole that from me since I like it. Not complaining about it. Yep. And then he wrote Zeus. No, he wrote, I'm going to dance all over your face, Zeus, for that one. (laughs) What the (laughs) fuck? I don't don't know if you really meant you want to dance (laughs) all over my face. I think the truth Uh, about maybe he's right. The truth about him is coming out. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, great! There you go. Wonderful. I don't know. He's the one who said it last week. Oh man! So yeah. Uh, please don't uh, jizz or dance or do whatever on my face, Chris. <laughs> I, I I prefer you didn't. So what do you got there, Tommy, about the episode?
2: So uh, we talk. Are we covering the polls here, or what are we talking about yet? You you
1: want you brought you said polls. Go polls.
2: Yeah. So so every week, every Monday, we do a poll that's related to our episode. So the, this poll was, we wanted to, we, we each made up our, you know, uh, our list of 12 songs with the eighties kiss draft. And we wanted to see, you know, whose, whose list was better. Well, Jericho retweeted us, which in turn stuffed the frigging ballot box in his favor with his fans, because the Twitter poll got nine hundred and ninety five votes. Okay. Which oh. is unheard of. Now, usually when we do polls, they're pretty, close or at least they're normal you know numbers so 995 votes Jericho got 88% of the vote that his list was the best now he had a good list there's no fucking way 88% of 995 people think that and uh you know I'll fight Jericho on that maybe I won't fight him but dude and he it... had
1: he had king of the mountain on
2: his list he well, ain't no. winning shit and I think the well, not only that. And I'll I'll say right here for the record, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> he had my way on that. I think oh, I, I think I'm the only person who likes that song other than him.
1: And then he he was insistent on playing the my way without Paul Stanley with well, just Paul he, Stanley singing because he's a vocalist. He appreciates that range stuff. He's you excited. guys are like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. And instead, I'm listening to him going, oh my god, kick my ears. No, no, no. You weren't doing that. You were pissing your pants, laughing, trying not to have Jericho hear you. <laughs> is he looking at me through the Skype? Can he's laughing?
2: <laughs> oh, that was good. That was yeah. good. And then, and then we put the poll up on Facebook, and Jericho won again. It was it was it was a little bit closer. It might have been like you know sixty forty or something like that. But that that was kind of funny. The Twitter poll result.
1: Yeah, and the the, the whole episode in of itself was awesome. We yeah. got a lot of people chiming in about. There are a lot of people like nobody picked reason to live,
0: or yeah. What is it? Yeah.
1: one that people were surprised uh, there, there was a couple reason to live was a popular one uh, you know a couple of the
2: hits people were surprised you know somebody said no crazy nights no rise to it no reason to live all night um yep uh, all night and then uh <laughs> yeah. and then it was and then yes, uh, I think it was a couple other comments people kind of commenting on some deep cuts and just people generally commenting on the list saying oh I think Zeus's list is great but I don't like this song or Tom's list came out great but with the exception of this song. You know, but that, that's the whole point of the draft is it's a mix of everything, you know?
1: Yeah, and, and you sometimes pick songs early because you're scared the other person likes the song. And it really wouldn't be that high. Right. And, and then by the time you get around to the end, other people have taken your picks. You're like, all right, I wasn't going to pick this song, but my other picks in this area were gone, so I'm going to take this song. Um, but if you yeah. notice, if you want to evaluate, we didn't really evaluate the picks. That much, but like mine, if you can tell, I love lick it up. You took had, six, you took six songs off of lick it up. Can you tell? Yeah. Um. So and and that's where I stood. I don't think I took anything from uh, Asylum, or maybe one from Animalize. I think I took Under yeah. the Gun. Yep. Um, and I, that's, I think I and I that's think I, my head was at.
2: And I think I kind of got fried at the end and fucked up my last pick because yeah. I took. Cause we, we were kind of fighting with like, we were la- the last picks so and we were kind of scrapping through. And I think I meant, cause I, 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 I know, I know this, I think I meant to say thief in the night off of crazy nights. Cause I love that song. And I Good said, song. and I said thrills in the night, which is okay. It's okay.
1: Um, but so you would have ended up with seven gene songs, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. Seven gene songs. because I had five. six, I, I, I had six to begin
2: with, which was the most. Um, I had
1: five, I had five
2: And I think Jericho only had a handful Because he's a Paul
1: guy Oh yeah, he loves his yeah. Paul Yep. Um. Yeah, I mean And then just a couple other quick tidbits Love, love Listen to him And when he goes and talks about You know, we talked about Diet Kiss mm-hmm. And you know And he's like, fuck you I want to go listen to that band If you don't think it's a real band, fuck off You're not going to take away ACDC from me when Axel can go on and do a great job because it's not your fucking ACDC. And, um, you know, the other stuff and we we're joking about the, you know, is it real kiss and this and that. And, and he is friends with Stewart, Um, but he says, yeah, you know, he disagrees with them on that. And the same thing with the Paul vocals, like fuck off. And yeah. He, and he had some
2: great, he, he had, he had some great insight with the Paul vocal thing. And he, you know, and, 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 and it was good, and it was you know it was refreshing to hear this kind of things come from him, and not you know not just me and Zeus that we talk about all the time, but you know even Jericho has said he's like, look, I you know Paul seventy, his voice may not be as strong, and I don't want I don't want Paul to sound like he's hurting. He that's him singing his his voice and his breath is coming out of the into the microphone. You know he might be getting a little bit of a lift, um, and he said, I got news for you. of the bands out there are doing the same thing And he referenced some bands that we've talked about You know, Def Leppard, some of these bands But it's great, you're enjoying
1: yourself Yeah, and 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 Stewart has been Bragging about Def Leppard Oh, Def Leppard's up, he's been seeing them recently in concert Yeah How come he doesn't mention about the live stuff then? Because we've talked about that Because Because it's 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 not in his agenda Right, and because he's
2: best buds With Joe Elliott and, and, uh, you know Vivian Campbell and those guys, which is, that's fine But just like, you know uh, just like a political commentator, call it both ways when the shit happens, because you sound like a fraud. Yeah. So yeah. You know.
1: there's, you know, there's deficit problems when there's Republicans in office, right? As well as when there's Democrats office, and there's homelessness when there are Democrats in office, not just when Republicans are in office. I no, know. Perfectly it, said. No, no, right? no. But that, but that, but that's exactly. Those problems right. go away when it's your guy. So the exactly. problems. Are- I need to report that somebody's playing live and only live. Oh, but Def Leopard's playing. I'm just going to say it's a great show. Why aren't you saying, and when they're playing live, all oh, live, it's 100% live. You know they're not. Right. But you're not making an issue then. But if it's Correct. somebody else, you can take your shot at Paul and Gene.
2: You and, that's why, and, that's why, and that's why it was nice to hear Jericho say that, because, you know, as much as we talk about it, I, I'd like to think Jericho has a little bit more pull and credibility when he's talking. So it was nice to hear that
1: yeah and fuck Stuart anyways anyways um uh, pretty pretty much that's a good that's a good that's
2: that's a good period at the end of the sentence
1: yeah. <laughs> um and then uh, the other part was i love this story about vinny I'd oh like to do your show, but uh, for $10,000, he'll come on your show.
2: Yeah, and I like how we wanted to do like a pre-interview with Jericho. Like, oh, so what's this podcast? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we can meet up later, and it's going to cost you $10,000. Jericho's like, I'll yeah, see you later. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, well, I- I've got 150 people waiting for me in line, yeah. so i got to go. And uh, Yeah, Vinny, well, later. well, Vinny, it doesn't look like you're doing any business. <laughs> 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 That's exactly what it was oh man Oh man. anyways so let's get let's try to steer the car back into the lane here um where are we at we talked about the previous episode i guess we're we're, we're gonna go on to uh what uh kiss news any kiss news N- well nothing really i mean the one
2: thing that caught my eye was uh blabbermouth once again does a great job covering kiss um, they had a, like, uh, an article, uh, that came out on the 12th. It was like a long form, um, recap of an interview that Tommy Thayer did with, uh, an Australian magazine called heavy magazine, like a rock magazine. Um, uh, and it was a, it was a good interview. Um, you know, most of the stuff was kind of cookie cutter commentary about the tour and, you know, things like that. And then, um, one, a couple of questions that were interesting the, the interview asked him about the set list. And Tommy said, you know, that's a tough one. You have to play the classics. You have to play the stuff that gets the biggest reaction. Um, you know, there's a dynamic to the show. Um, you know, we wanted to cover all the eras, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think the more the interesting thing that I really wasn't familiar with was they asked him about his first show with Kiss. Um, and he says his first official gig uh, <coughs> was was in Australia with the Kiss Symphony show. Um he had been working with Kiss, you know, doing videos. And, you know, at, at that time, they were having problems with Peter and Ace. Um, he said, I was around. I ended up filling in on a few shows. Um, you know, he said that there was never really a moment when Paul or Gene said, hey, we want you to join Kiss. I don't even really remember saying that they wanted me to be the guitar player. It was just kind of like, Tommy, we're doing this. He's like, I think we were looking at the symphony show in a couple months. And they said, Tommy, you'd better start growing your hair again because you're going to be on stage that was pretty much the way they told me I was in the band by telling me to grow my hair.
1: Wonderful. Um, he is a talented guy and Jack of all trades. So glad to have you on board, Tommy.
2: Yeah, he's awesome. And I know we've talked about this before and you know, he's, you know, the, you know, wearing the ACE stuff, but if he, if you can freaking grow up and get past that, he is fucking ripping it on this tour. I mean, he, see, he really is extremely talented and he deserves, he
1: deserves credit for sure. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, there comes a point in time that, you know, if the Kiss 2.0 continues, I would like to think that he's still in it and maybe Eric is still in it while they start replacing some people, give it some legitimacy. I'd rather they don't do that. But if they do, it would give it some because he's earned his place in there. He's been in the band for how long now? And he knows everything about the band. He's been part of their products and all their other stuff. and he And he admires the band. As a fan, before he got into the band, so I'll give him that. You know,
2: no, oh, agreed. Yep, I don't know if I necessarily agree with the
1: Kiss 2.0, but that's a separate. Yeah, story. yeah, it's a whole different topic. Someday. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, um, are you ready to begin in our subject?
2: Yeah. Uh, before we get into our review of Kiss Unmasked, uh, let's take a short break, and I'm going to fill up a glass of pink champagne. Mm-hmm.
1: And we're back. Thanks for waiting. Clint Taurus. Clint <laughs> Taurus. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was a great oh, one. Oh, man. Good Poor one. Poor Red. Poor Red. <laughs> Poor Red. So, our subject of today, it's album review time. Yeah. And the album is Unmasked. Um, I'll give you a quick thought, Tom, about Unmasked, and I'll hand it over to you. Okay. Um... When I think of Unmask and what we're gonna talk about on this, you know, the album, the songs, and everything, I think this is like the quintessential example of our differences, me and you. Well, where we rank these songs and what we think about this album is why I love doing a podcast with you specifically. Um, you know, and I've and I felt when we did our picks last week. Me and you are kind of opposite. Jericho was kind of in the middle, picking some songs that I liked, picking some songs that you liked, and vice versa. I think with this, people are going to be like, you're all over the place. I think this definitely shows our differences, because there's going to be some love-hate about a lot of these songs. Um, I, I put that out there, so take the ball, Tom, and run with it.
2: No, I think that's good. I think that's good to bring that up, because I think, when I think of this album, I think of how extremely polarizing it is Um, and it sounds like we may see that a little bit tonight. Um, another thing before we get into the album, another thing when I, when I think of this album or when I hear it or when I see the album cover or whatever, this is one of the few kiss albums where I almost think of like the era of the band more than I think of like the music. Um, it just reminds me of like what was going on at the time, you know, and we'll get into that, but you know, those are my kind of initial um kind of takes on on unmasked
1: yeah it's um it's definitely out there i mean you always say you like to start these album reviews with the you know where did you get it what did you think what's your first memory of it let me tell you mine i don't fucking remember this album at all none um when I was young, obviously I went up to. I remember all the way through Dynasty, and then I stopped. Now remember, I'm 46, like you. 79. I was six years old, so I outgrew Kiss when I turned seven. <laughs> <can> think
0: about <laughs> it, right? Yeah.
1: Um. Then, uh, we, we've talked about this before. I got back into Kiss when I visited my cousin out in Michigan, Detroit, and I heard and I saw Animalize live. So I got back into Kiss from. I think at the time I saw Unimized Live, Asylum was out. So Asylum and Tears Are Falling and stuff, I got that album. And then I heard Christine 16 in a store. And I went back to Love Gun because I remembered Love Gun. And then I remembered Destroyer cover. And I remember Rock and Roll Over. When I started getting back into the collection, I remember going, what the fuck is Unmasked? That must be when they took their makeup off. Because I didn't remember 83. I remember something maybe on MTV and stuff, but I was... You know, it wasn't into Kiss in 1983. So I thought when I was getting unmasked, must have been when they took their makeup off. Why else would they call it unmasked, right? And then I saw it, I'm like, okay, when did this come out again, huh? Wait a minute, this isn't when they took their makeup off.
2: Yeah, so yeah, everybody's got an interesting memory of this because it was that weird era in Kiss and it was 1980. When the musical landscape was starting to, to turn, but I, I actually do have a, a very weirdly specific memory of this album, not necessarily the music. Oh yeah the album <laughs> the, Yeah, the album. So Zeus,'ll you, you'll, 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 you'll remember this. So I, in, in 1980, when this album came out, I, I hadn't even turned seven yet, okay? I have a sister who's four years older than me. Yes. We were at the we were at the Meadow Glen Mall oh. in Medford. <laughs> we, <laughs> we 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 You we had Chess King. I had swung by Orange Julius and <laughs> picked up some friggin' parachute pants at Chess King on my way to Wreckit Town.
1: <laughs> what was the other place at Chess King? What was the other place over there besides Chess King? There was another one. Telos. <laughs> oh, oh wait, wait, wait! Are you t- you might be talking about suit yourself with the no. Iron Messiah. No, no, no. <laughs> Telos. Yes. I, remember, I remember saying that to Dell one time he was like saying something to me. He was like, oh fuck you, Zeus. I was like, oh fuck you. Would you get that shirt, fucking Tellos? <laughs> and he started dying laughing. Like I couldn't even take the insult.
2: He remembered that place. We all I'm, I'm I'm begging that at least one listener out there knows what Tellos or Chess King is. <laughs> Meadow Clinton Mall.
1: <laughs> Did you get did you get stabbed on the way over there? <laughs> so I go.
2: So there, there, there was a huge record store in that mall. It was it was awesome. It was huge. Was, there, was it next to Good Times? No, Good Times wasn't there yet. No, Good Times didn't exist back then.
1: Where was Good Times then?
2: Good Times that was near the Assembly Squimmel. That's where you went to
1: get stabbed. <laughs> Buffalo wings are the best. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That commercial. <laughs> we used to know that by heart. The guy with the oh, lisp and, and his mustache is Dean Bill Baba Mustache, going. The buffalo wings <laughs> are the best. Welcome to the local portion of our podcast. <laughs> Saturday night. Oh yeah, it was fucking all the girls with hair going those, to the moon. Girls. Oh yeah. God. All the Revere Beach girls. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> they just, just got it like... going on.
2: <laughs> That just sounded like a herda. I don't know why.
1: Ooh. Ooh, fucking. I almost called her nickname. Don't do it. We got to save
2: that. Why? What am I saving it for? Maybe we'll save that for our 50th episode. Maybe that'll be the special gift.
1: What did cool. I nickname her yeah. when? She's to fucking annoy the shit out of me. Not
2: now. You can't. You got to right. save it. So close to saying it,
1: too. You got to save it. Fucking herda. All right. So, You're back- gross. Gross. Pick up off yourselves. Gross.
2: Can we get back on track here? No. Okay, so I go to the record store. It's 1980, and at that time, I I had, I had, I had double platinum. I had Dynasty. I had some of the solo albums. Syphilis. Not yet. I was only seven. (laughs) I had a bad back in syphilis. I had a very, very. I took a terrible tumble. So I go. So the first thing I do is I go to the Kiss section. I'm like, oh, what's you know, flip through, and I remember seeing the album cover to unmatch. I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? this is like a comic book. This is like the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I remember I flipped it over and looked at the track listing. I'm like, what the fuck? I've never heard of any of these
1: songs. So I just put it back. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Same thing. I'm like, the fuck are any of these songs? These real? Yeah, I'm like I don't. I I
2: I just remember I was like totally like enamored with with the album cover, Um, and then I don't think I actually ended up owning this until like way way later on, like way later on.
1: I remember getting the cassette when I got back into Kiss, buying the cassette, putting it on, and a big boombox, thinking, "What the fuck is up with my boombox? The treble is way up. Like, where's the bass in this? It's like." It seems like this, it's like hissing. Like there was something missing, like the equalization, whatever the fuck it's called, was way off. Like, what the fuck is this? It doesn't it was, sound like it's a rock album. What is this? It just kept going, Kiar, Kiar. <laughs> Those are the birdies that were biting at the my horse's teeth. You know, wild bird feed. All right. All right. All I'm right. But I'm tired. I just remember looking at this and like, the fuck is playing this? I'm like, this shit sucks. <laughs> and come and on, honestly, I didn't get back into him until we both got back into yeah. really extremely back into Kiss back in college. Yeah. But when I was before I knew you, and mind you, when I became a huge Kiss fan again, it was kind of on my own. Like a lot of friends listen to hair metal and all that other stuff on their own. But I didn't have that buddy growing up. It was like I'm a Kiss fan. You're a Kiss fan. Do you like this? I like this. I was it. Was uh, like Kiss was my number one band, but it was my thing. Yeah, I didn't get to turn to somebody. And be like, hey, did you listen to fucking talk to me today? Like, you know it until me and you met in college. Yep, and our eyes connected again. Do do
2: do do. Dropping the Dreamweaver soundbite there, Steven.
1: <laughs> yep. Um, and then that's when I started trying. To listen to this. That's my first thing about this album. Yep. Okay. Do uh, you want to move on to the cover? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. The cover. You give your opinion first. Go ahead. Guys. Shoot. 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 <laughs> I absolutely
0: love it. Go ahead. I,
1: abs- I absolutely love it.
2: So a- anybody who's listening to this, sh- to this show, you know the cover. It's the comic strip. It's the band being chased around by a photographer trying to get their picture taken, blah, 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 blah. You know, and then at the end, they take off a mask, but their makeup's on. But the thing that makes this cover quote-unquote notorious so that causes little people to get their fucking panties in a bunch is the very last panel there when the guy says, I still say they stink. A lot of people think it's funny. A lot of people are like, why the fuck would Kiss put that on there when at the time people did think they stunk? Um... I, I, lo- I love the artwork. I think it's I think it's a creative cover. I will say that I think that last section here with the I still say they stink. I don't understand that too much. I think it I think it's kind of fucking stupid, <laughs> to be honest with you. But I, all in all, I, I love the cover. I think it's really well illustrated and it kind of tells a cool story.
1: I started off the beginning of this episode, um, not the episode, but uh, when we got into the beginning of this subject. Um, telling everybody how different we are. Yep. So, you know, here's example number one, right off the top. This album cover sucks. I think this is beyond stupid. I don't even think it's a good comic. Not, never mind the fact I'm not into comics and I'm not trying to insult people that are. Everybody has their own niche, their own hobby, their own likes and dislikes. I'm not a big comic guy, but this could have done a hell of a lot better. The First of all, the drawings look terrible. The, you know, and I can tell the difference between you know, like, like Marvel or like what, what's yeah. the other one? DC, DC. Co- like, or then there was that fucking creepy guy that did um, the, there was a big documentary on him. Crumb, his type of drawings and frigging shit like that. It's like a mixture of the two. Like it, some look like graphic, some look like classic. They look, it's all over the place. First of all, the storyline is just, it's just stupid. And in addition to being stupid, the fact is I am one of those people that say at the end of this fucking thing, I still think they stink. Yeah, you're right. You went from black and white, dangerous, the cover of Alive. You went to the cover of Alive 2 to this fucking comic book stuff. I still think they stink. You know what all those fans that, that were watching that and listening to that music? Are looking at this going? Yeah, you're right. They fucking stink. Why would you put that out there?
2: So, so, so you, so you, so you think that last? You think that's they should not have put that on there?
1: Absolutely not. I, right. I don't think they should have done a comic book thing. You're not. Are you t- purposely trying to be even more like give those people that are pissed about Dynasty and all that other shit? If yes. they did, if they just did the comic unmasked. And it was just that last photo of them taking off the makeup and all that stuff. I perfect. think one fucking picture of that unmasked and it's them taking off and it's their real faces, be, uh, real makeup behind the mask, that would have been pretty sick. Yeah,
2: I, th- I, that- I, I agree. I think that w- I think that would have been a perfect cover. But I don't know. I th- Look, I think it's creative. I think it's a sign of the times. It was 1980. Um, uh, look. It's not, mean, they're
1: not unmasked, Tom. So what the bro. fuck you calling it unmasked?
2: I think that's, and that's the joke. That's the goof on the comic is that, you know, look, I don't know how, how how deep in the woods we want to get into about what was going on with the band at this time, but it was the fucking ship had no rudder. I mean, for God's sake,
1: stupid, right? Someone's I heard it somewhere. Somebody on a podcast said it, that I probably heard it that like Paul was like, I think this is a fucking bad idea. Well, if he did say it, he should have fucking put his foot down and be like, you're damn right. This is. Even if no matter what they do, no matter how, you know, badass the fucking cover looked, the album's still pussy ish, and we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Well, but, it, 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 but you get my point a- though, Tom. If they just had the that last photo of them taking off the mask, it says "gasp." Take the "gasp" well, part out and just put that on the cover, or take like the, the
0: insert. Yeah, take the, the insert. insert
1: out. Take the insert and open it up. Yeah, it's it, it's like a
2: frameable poster, although it's a sm- it's yeah. a small poster. So if this was the cover, that would have been terrific. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would have been Different. good. Yep, I agree. I agree. And uh, even behind the mask, there's a quote, you know, from uh, Dennis Wallach who has been involved with covers before. Victor Staben was the one who, the artist who did the the, the, yeah. the cover. Um, and I even said, you know, I know it was kind of a bomb because it came out at a funny time where the music wasn't the best. But I think as a cover, it worked great. Um, Victor, the artist, said, you know, I'm proud of the cover. Paul, Gene, and Ace came by my studio. They were really into what I was doing. Gene with his comic book background. Um, I think this is an interesting quote. I recently found out that Kiss sold the original unmasked painting at yeah. their auction for $14,000. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. But look, I, I like it for what it is. I, I I wish somebody would kind of explain the whole "I still say they stink" thing. I don't know if they're trying to be tongue in cheek, but the problem is people thought they stunk at that time.
1: Um, I can tell you what that is because I saw a nice little YouTube clip video uh, of our, one of our favorites, a what eleven year old Mitch Lafon and his mother. Or it was really his mother interviewing Gene. You can find that online, guys. Nineteen eighty video uh, of an interview of Gene. And um, Gene was talking about the cover, and he says that the cover is basically like Scrooge is in Christmas. Everybody loves Christmas. Everybody does it. There's still one idiot out there that can't figure out why everyone else is having such a good time. That's what that guy is in that photo. He's saying everybody's enjoying kiss. Everybody's gonna have a good time. There's one miserable bastard out there saying that you know he can't. Uh, He can't, um, what do you call it? Um,
2: enjoy himself,
1: enjoy himself and and get over the fact, you know, that he's just a miserable bastard, you know, and there are people like that. We talk about them all the time. And nowadays they have Facebook kiss groups. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, Those people, they go to the toxic Facebook groups. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, The star Wars kiss wrestling fans. We know who they are, love them, but they buy all their shit, but love to shit on them too. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's what Gene was talking about. That that's what this guy is. He's like Scrooge, who can't uh, understand why everybody else is having a good time except him. But I think you
2: hit the nail on the head, Zeus. And you know, forgive me if I'm repeating myself. I I think that kind of joke would have went, you know, would have it would have landed a little better if they if this was like you know on uh, rock and roll over a love gun. But they did stink at this time. So <laughs> so the joke is
1: lost. You know what yeah. I mean? But dude, now in retrospect, they always do like even in extreme close up and all stuff. Kiss has become a pop pen. It's safe now to bring your kids and your family. Yeah, what makes you think that? Gee, by putting out a comic book cover? I mean, come on. This is- in this in the music that you put out? Come on. This is also that super
2: kiss era where their, their costumes were more flamboyant than the dynasty era. They were like, oh. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Just get a little fucking dance all over your pants there.
1: I had a little star child in my pants. Um, so, yeah, Victor Staben did the album cover. Is that his name, Staben? Yep. Okay, so we've done the album cover. Um, now, um, the other thing about the album cover, if you notice, there's all fucking videos and conspiracy theorists about this. There's that big part where everyone talks about Peter is winking because oh, yeah. the artist wrote drew that because he knew that Peter wasn't in the band. He's not playing, and right. that's why he's winking. And then you also notice there's an X on his forehead. Yeah, he's X'd out. Yep. And there's other things that people are like, "Oh, you see that? That's pointing to this. That's I don't know." But the the winking and the X kind of do catch my eye.
2: Absolutely. Yep. Right. Absolutely.
1: So that leads us to what I just said, which is, as everyone knows, because you're not listening to a Kid Kiss podcast without knowing this, that Peter Chris was, according to the world, still in Kiss, but behind the scenes, he didn't play a lick on this album. He didn't sing a background track. He didn't perform any drum tracks. He didn't sing anything. There's nothing to do with this album. But in the Kiss world, to everybody else, Peter was part of this
2: right and you know Just to kind of add a little bit to what Zeus said we're gonna try to stay on Track here in terms of the album itself And maybe in the future come back and get Really into depth about this era of the Band and what happened with Peter on Dynasty what happened with Peter with Unmasked and you know how he was on the Album cover he was in the video for Shandy Um, you know Eric Carr comes in you Know that's we're not gonna get too far Into that because that could be a whole Other timeline type of episode
1: no, and, um, so the other thing about this album, if you notice on the album, the l p at the time, yeah, that the friggin order was like I think
2: alphabetical, yeah, they did that a lot with a lot with a, a lot of their l p s did that, I think dynasty did that, I believe I'm not sure I might be wrong about love gun, but I think dynasty, the track listings on the backs of the of the l p s were different than what was played,
0: yeah,
1: so a fact that you're all that I want is the last album. The last song on the album just is by chance, the last song. But on that side, it was because it's also alphabetically the last song. Right. But yeah, the tracks are all wrong on the back. Yep. Um, Kiss performed a video a promotional video, which as you stated, Peter was in that video. It's kind of goofy. They get in, uh, they're leaving a stage. Hitting to uh, no, they're leaving their dressing room, getting on stage to perform, and some girls are just watching them, yep. right? And then they go back to the room, and then they change into the clothes, street clothes, and then they look back at the end, and they have Woo-hoo! their makeup, on. yeah,
2: yeah, they have all their makeup on and everything, yeah, yeah, and and then the story about that video, as everybody knows, is after that video was over, Peter Chris, you know, took off his makeup, took all of his gear, and that was pretty much the end of it. Kind of walked away from the band.
1: Yeah, it's a little more details too. I won't go too yeah. far into it, but yeah, Paul, who probably at the time was loving it, yeah. was like fucking see your videos over, see you, Peter, whatever. Yep. And Ace, hey, yeah, yeah, okay, grab a beer. I'll talk to you later, Peter, probably. <laughs> and Gene, who's very emotionally, he's very sensitive, not Absol- sensitive yeah. like Paul, sensitive like I'll never talk to you again. Meaning, felt bad and kind of waited and sat behind. And remember, we talked about this in Kiss um, uh, Second Coming. Him and Peter were close. They were roommates, and they had the same kind of personalities, both kind of wearing their heart out there sometimes on their sleeve. Yep. And I guess at the, and Peter was behind crying. But at, before that, he had asked Gene, can I have your bass? You want this bass? You can have this bass. And he yep. gave him his bass guitar. And then Peter was by himself like crying when he left, and that was it. It's
2: pretty yeah, look- sad. Yeah, like you said, I think Paul was like fucking see, ya, don't let the door hit in the <laughs> ass. But I think I, think Gene, I think like you said, I think Gene looked at it as you know what, this is the best thing for the band. But I'm going to miss this guy. He was part of the part of what created what we are, and I'm going to I'm going to miss him. But he has to go. But Paul, Paul's like a fucking sociopath. He's like, yeah, fuck off, dude. You, you, I can't stand you in this band anymore. Beat it. I don't care what you've done for us.
1: Yeah, you know? Paul. I think, I think it's one of those things. There are people like that that are just like. That's it. I've cut you off. I don't care if you're my brother. Yep. I'm not talking to you again. Yep. And uh, they can do that. And it's kind of tough. Yep. But, I mean, Gene is not like that. Even in those videos after. Remember we talked about? It and, you know, and we'll get into this again. We'll, we'll do an episode about this era. Yeah. Uh, about the whole Peter-Eric transformation, right? Yep. And, and the kids are people, too. And then the kid, like, where's Peter? What's happened to Peter? And Gene's like, oh, he's still friends. He says hi. And the like, fucking... You know, yeah, in the Tom Snyder interview. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> y'all right, y'all right there? You lost me there. Wait a minute. Tom Snyder. Yeah, remember that interview that was right around this era when they were getting ready to fucking cut the cord. it was after <laughs> it was after Dynasty, it was right around. Oh, his.
1: you're saying yeah, that's when he was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: when 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 Gene and Paul were pissed and freaking Ace yeah. was shit faced and Ace just kept laughing. <laughs>
1: I remember the. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know how that correlated
2: with just insane. the time. Just the timeline of, of of what was going on with the band at the time.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. So, you know, now Peter's out. So that means, you know, they bring somebody else in for this fucking band. Um, and basically, it's Anton Fig, who you know his fame later on came on to play in David Letterman's band. Um, but he was uh the drummer for Ace's uh solo album and he was also did most of the drumming on Dynasty. Yep.
2: And, and he was uh, actually Oh, sorry, go ahead. No. no, no, that's it. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that one at one point he was actually uh th- there was discussions about him actually joining KISS full time, being which being will be part new, of it, yeah. Yeah, being the new drummer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get into that at some point. Yep. Um but yeah, and so there is just We'll get it. I mean, you'll tell when we talk about each one of these songs. Um, you know, the band is all over the place. It's not even a band. It's three. It's like everyone did a solo album and brought their solo album shit to the band, and they and they released it as Kiss. It well, really that's what it seemed like.
2: Yeah. Before we get into the track, let's get let's go back to the CD, the the, or the you know the insert where it has all the all the songwriting credits, because if you look. Ace Frehley's three songs or two of the three are, are written by just Ace. Yeah. One of them has Vinny Poncia on it. And Vin, this, this is pretty much a this is a Vinnie Poncia album. Yeah. Okay. Um, and if you look at Behind the Mask, some of the common some of the quotes from Paul and Vinnie, dude, they neither one of them look too kindly on this album. They're each trying to pass the buck on each other. Um, yeah. Vinny seems to be a little bit more forceful. Um, You know, when we get to the track by track, we'll kind of talk about that. But uh, if if there's anything you want to, you know, you know, generally get into right now before we do. that, Yeah, I mean,
1: a lot of it from the book and we'll quote a lot of this stuff from the book. The comments are basically Paul gave it a one star and said it was wimpy. Gene gave it a one star and says group and album just it's just it's more there are more than just songs to make an album. Uh, Ace has three and a half stars, but everyone's going their own way. Um, Vinnie Poncier is basically saying the album was rushed. Uh, Paul was writing the popular stuff. It wasn't his idea to bring that stuff to the band. It was Paul's. Uh, Bill O'Coin was saying uh, the band was actually considered taking the makeup off, but we, in quotes, talked them out of it. And then the, the artist also, Victor Staben, said that, uh, that it was Howard Marks advertising gave him the script, and then Gene just obviously being the comic book geek that he is, get, uh, added some input. So those are some of the comments about the album itself. Um,
2: and Vinny Poncia had another good one here too. Go ahead. He says, um, why did we do poppier songs on Unmasked? Well, those are the kind of songs Paul was writing. It wasn't my idea to come in and change anything. Paul and Gene have never done anything that they didn't want to. I think that quote right there speaks volumes. Because throughout this, throughout the quotes and behind the mask, it's all Paul being like, Well, you know, I tried to do this, but the album got turned into that, and blah, blah, blah fuck that that's paul's revisionist history he's looking back at this album he's probably not 100 percent proud of it so instead of owning it he's going to try to shit on everybody involved in it and i'm sorry we've ranted about paul's revisionist history before just fucking own it dude you made this album at the time it's what you wanted it wasn't a hit but i'm going to tell you right now there's a huge huge contingency of the kiss army including me who love this album so just fucking own it dude and kudos yeah. to and kudos to Vinnie Pontia for saying like no 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 don't point the finger at me bro I was here to help you I'm not in Kiss
1: yeah um I, I I don't know um you take that point of view and of course I'm different I'll take the other point of view okay I think that they may have wrote popular song but Vinnie Poncia made them sound popular. absolutely no no I, I don't I, I don't mean, deny that let me let me just say something yeah go ahead. I have to I had to try to listen to the drums cuz if you listen to a lot of this album you don't even realize there are drums on these songs. Yeah, they're kind of snappy.
2: Like they're it's not like really yeah. like
1: a digital thing. Like yeah. it's not a rock band. Did you hear the guitars a lot in this
2: album? On Ace's song you do? A little, a little. That's about okay. it.
1: Yeah. But there's there's no this isn't a guitar rock driven album. No, it's like a so new wave pop album. There are keyboards all over the fucking place on this yep. album. Yep. Do you think Paul was right? Let's put keyboards here. I don't. No, I don't. But uh, but I'll say this again. And, and again, I'm not. Tomorrow maybe poppier. I don't think he came in with it. Here's a, yeah. Or fucking easier than it seems. Uh, easy as it seems, excuse me, um, is poppy. I don't think Paul came in and goes, yeah, yeah. You know this part in the middle? Make that a fucking keyboard solo. Okay. I mean, uh, come on.
2: That may be true, but uh, we'll, we'll say this again. Vinny is not in the band. Paul is.
1: So, Paul, you know, I, I just think but it's kind of shitty. not cheap. working collectively, Tom. They weren't working collectively, right. all well, of them I, as a band. I they agree came with that. in as three guys because Peter's out. Yep. Three guys bringing their solo material in, doing their own shit and go, okay, let's put this on an album. And at the time, all three of them, there were three equal partners now. Mm-hmm. Peter's out of the fucking picture. Yep. So, Paul wasn't able to do his old shit where like, You know what, Gene? You can take the brand, I'll take the band. Uh Uh-uh, that's not going to fly. He wasn't doing that at this time. They were all part of it. This is 1980, so Gene is now starting to do the Hollywood shit. So Paul wasn't going to put his foot down now and say, hey, you've ignored us, so there you go. Um, I think at this time, Gene brought his shit, Paul brought his shit, Ace brought his shit. All solo material. Nobody working on shit and bouncing ideas off of something. Remember like we hear any other album review we do? Well, Paul thought of this. Then I thought I would do the bridge like this, and then we both connected on this. It's none of that shit. It's Paul's solo album, Gene's solo album, and Ace's solo album. Yeah, and they I, put it together with Vinnie Pontia
2: controlling it. And I, this is the shit that you get. I agree with that. I, I do. I'm not going to deny the dysfunction. I'm not going to deny anything. Deny anything you said. The only argument I'm going to make here is that Paul
1: lays it on a little thick. I'm not, Of course, I think v- he t- takes away any cre- any um, responsibility. responsibility. Responsibility, yeah, yes, I agree with. You. But I think Vinnie Pontier is not fucking. I don't absolutely. care what Paul brought in. Do you think Eddie Kramer producing this this album would have sounded like this? No, 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 no. But I'm, I'm not letting
2: Vinnie off the hook. I'm absolutely yeah. not. This is a Vinnie Pontier pop album for sure. For sure, it is.
1: Yeah, and I also thought that they think, hey, Vinnie, you you got some pop credibility to your name. Mm-hmm. How do you get us to become like this? How yep. do you get us to be this? And we I trust would- you.
2: And I think it was a natural progression for the band from dynasty to this, whether or not it was warranted or, 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 or needed or, or wanted. I think they, they, they went
1: from dynasty to this. We'll get into the, Uh, the statistics and numbers and stuff uh, released and all that shit, but a couple just overriding facts on this. I just felt this whole album, everybody was selfishly working on their own shit. It was a job. It wasn't the band anymore. it wasn't us kiss now they all have their own stardom they all went their separate ways when they're not together and then they had to come in together and throw some shit together they each worked on their own stuff brought it back together the big thing that sticks out to me too is where's the fucking kiss lyrics in this where's the demon song where's the suck me fuck me roll me over kill me then fuck me some more there is none of that
2: it's about as bad as Psycho Circus. There's none of that. It's, I know what you mean. No, the ly- lyrically, it's a real wimpy, mushy, you know, I finally found out what makes the world go round
1: shit. But everyone has that. One or two songs. The whole album? The whole album. The whole album was like that. There's no fucking yeah. rocking song. We're going to party all night and fight against the system. We all can do it, Waterboy song. You, there's no fucking that, which is a staple of Kiss. There's no fuck me, rock me, blow me, do whatever me. It's a staple of Kiss. Yeah. There's no, no all, fucking anthems.
2: Nope. None of that shit. Nope. None of it. It's all, it's all it's, it all it's all, it's all, they're all lovey, huggy fucking songs.
1: Yeah. The, you know, the lacking of drums, the lack of guitar rock, the fucking keyboards.
2: Keyboards oh,
0: are add fucking add All
1: these things in. And we talk about these a lot. And I say it to you all the time, I think it's a great song. It's a Peter Chris song. It's not a Kiss song. You may say the same thing about this whole album. These are great songs, but I'm going to say to you, you might think it's a great song. They're not Kiss songs. Agreed. And I'm not gonna It's a great I'm, I'm, album, but it's not a Kiss album. Agreed. And, and that's the part that, which is funny because this is, you know, in the end, Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone gave them a one for this fucking one star. And th- I bet you that's what they were looking for. Let's make a pop album like this and who's big right now? Oh, new wave, like the cars and the police and solid sound like that. Add a little like keyboard and less guitar and, you know, this and that.
2: And before we get people and, weren't
1: happy about that. And all you did was piss off your fans.
2: And at the risk of getting further into the weeds about the history of the band at this era, I'll just say this before we get into the album. I think the fact that Rolling Stone gave them a one on this led them to make the fucking elder right after.
1: Yeah, ooh, let's try one other way We exactly. can get them to like us Yep, right? exactly Yep. So they went to disco, to pop To concept album Yep. And then finally back That's right but, Yep. So, you know, this album Here they go, they bring Eric now Joins the band, they bring him out They do the, the show in uh, What, Palladium in New York Where they introduce Eric and they did that one That's the only concert They did in the US for this album because they were selling like shit So the, the album Was uh, they recorded it January Through March of 1980 uh, Produced obviously by Vinnie Poncia At the Record Plant Studios in New York City Released May 20th 1980 Reached 35 number 35 on billboard Certified gold July 30th 1980 um, First album to fail to go platinum Since Destroyer Album. Ouch. Um, the singles were Shandy, uh, Tomorrow, and Talk to Me. They did the video for Shandy, the promotional video for Sh- uh, Shandy, and they did those two uh, German TV videos, right? right.
2: Which are One awesome. for
1: yeah, She's So European and one for Talk to Me. Yep. Um, this was Kiss's eighth album, eighth studio album uh, at the time. And, um, all, as we all know, and it's become legendary, the big thing about this is, you know, they toured outside the U S because it did shit in the U S they toured Australia, New Zealand, England, Sweden, Netherlands, Denmark, Norway, Germany, Italy, and France. And the big thing is that this took off big in Australia and New Zealand, right? You, you
2: know, they love it.
1: And, uh, there was a the big thing about Shandy. There was some movie star named Shandy over there or something. Shandy uh, cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> and that that became a big thing for Australia, and so that whole 1980 tour in Australia is legendary. That all that stuff they yep. did over there, um, and, uh, and those, those are kind that, of the stats in the yeah. And that the
2: German, general stuff. Go ahead. And that and that German video with uh, "Talk to Me" and "She's So European." That's on Kissology Volume Two, yep. and uh, it's really cool. I, I love the way the band looks in this. Era. Oh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I mean, I want to save that
1: for each ep- each yeah. episode
2: yeah oh absolutely yeah yeah but just generally speaking because we brought it up yeah
1: yeah no 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 I, I agree with you and then you got um anything else you want to add before we go into the tracks well before we get into the tracks
2: uh, there was a clip on YouTube that it was uh, it was like it was a, 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 a promotion for the album um, it was like well, I guess you'd oh, call wait it wait a minute you
1: mean this that pesky photographer keeps trying to catch Kiss off guard
0: Ace and Peter are intercepted hey Kiss look Nuts. Then he tracks down Paul at a restaurant. Hey, Gene, over here! Darn! But Kiss has the
3: last laugh. Kiss, unmath the all-new album on Casablanca Records and picks. Kiss, unmath available at Budget Tapes and Records.
2: Ooh, that made me want to run out and buy it. The only thing <laughs> that's funny because all that is, it's like the. It's like the live action version of the album cover. Yeah. You know, of the, you know, the photographer and it's like, you know, they're playing the songs in the background. Hey, they're trying. What the fuck? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Gene over here. Yeah.
1: Hey. hey, get the fuck out of my face.
2: <laughs> I
0: know. Hey,
1: Peter. Hey, suck my fucking dick. Don't... Hey, uh, hey, uh. hey, I'm not really. My name is fucking space daily. hey, hey. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I don't think you're allowed to be backstage to take our photos. What was that, Stephen
2: Michael from Growing Up Rock? What was that? What are you doing? What the fuck just happened? I
1: tried to do a Paul Stanley. Fucking, and it turned out to be fucking Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Michael Stanley. I don't know what the. <laughs>
2: What the fuck? Is- see what happened, Stephen? You- I know you listen to this, buddy. They see, Pipe, George, George. Oh, God, I just called you George. Ooh. 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 I just, it's Zeus unmasked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get uh, into I just this. just think of it. Oh, man. Let's All right, this first this song. The well, six-hour episode. Yeah, let's hear it. Ah! Oh.
2: Is That You, track number one, which uh, is, uh, incidentally, a cover song. Um, I'm not sure how many people know that. I'm sure if you listen to this, you're a a Kiss freak. You know that. But I think it's important to point out that that's a cover song because of that opening line. Cats drooling on the bar stool. Everyone's like, oh, that's about Peter. Oh, he's making fun of Peter because he's an alcoholic. Well, no, it's not. It's a cover song. But Zeus, go ahead. What do you think of Is That
1: You? yeah, that's a song written by a guy named Gerard McMahon yep. not to be confused with Vince McMahon, did a demo of it, and Vinnie Poncia was going to uh, produce that, and he brought it over to Paul, and was like, "Hey, listen to this, why don't we do some of that?" Paul did change some of the lyrics. He dropped the verse or so. And uh, before, you know, Let's let's take a listen to it right now.) As you can tell, it's it's a little rockier. It's got a raspy kind of voice. It's a little heavier. Oh, very little guitar different. driven, right? Very different. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so uh, he's Gerard wrote it saying that he met some dominatrix at a bar and uh, she wanted to go home with him or fool around with him or something. And he's like, fucking gave her the Heisman. And instead he went home and wrote a song about her instead of banging her so and that's where you got this song um what do you think look look this
2: is ridiculous i like this look you're gonna hear this a lot from me i i, I like the song i think it's one of the stronger songs on the album I, I think it's the i mean like we talked you know earlier generally speaking that the, it's not a very rockin' album but i think this song has a, has a cool vibe to it i like the chorus um you know, generally speaking, here if we're gonna talk about the album, I think all these songs, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent, I think they all have extremely catchy
1: choruses. Um, for better did, or for worse. By the way, he, they did the, the old clapping eighties thing. Yeah, oh is absolutely you know, no, yep. no guitar
2: drum. I think there's a couple songs on here that do that, but I I like is that you I think it's one of the stronger songs on the album.
1: Yeah. Um at one point he says act your age. Doesn't he say earlier that she's 17? I think so, fuck? yeah. So what the fuck are you telling her? Act her age. Dude, she's only 17. What the fuck do you expect her to act like? Well, you
2: know, Paul's not very smart sometimes.
1: Ugh. So by the way, she sounds like a real nice girl, this girl, by the way.
2: Well, was that you crawling up my stairs?
1: <laughs> Is that you looking halfway dead? Yeah, exactly. I can think of this will fuck you, half-dead motherfucker. <laughs> Friday?
2: Speaking of Friday, real sidebar here real quick, uh, since you brought that up. My 15-year-old son was begging me to watch that, so we watched it together over the weekend. Ah, terrific. Yeah, I'm
1: a good father or a bad father, depending on what you think of that. But <laughs> Child services, you can pick them up here after watching Friday. Um, Hell no. Fuck with your <laughs> shit. Hell no. I just put, I think the song could be rockier. Like, I don't even know if that's a word. The and app then app. I put treble. I, you knew I was off to a bad style. I'm like, it's my what's wrong with this tape deck? Yeah, oh something's not playing right. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: Um so is that you? I really didn't say anything. Paul Paul um Paul does the guitars. Gene plays the bass on this, I think. Yeah. And Anton's on the drums. I think Paul does the solo too on this. I think so, yes. Yeah, so you start noticing Paul does souls on his own song, Sue. So, I mean, it's all right, The song. It's okay. But, oh, fuck, is this what we're doing when I hear this? Oh. Really? You, oh,
2: wow, man. Oh. This is going to be a... Oof. Okay. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was very hurt.
1: Yeah, I just... I don't know. Um...
2: You have to take... Uh, let me just say this before we get into it. You have to take this album for what it is. Yeah, look, it, okay, it's not Love Gun. It's not Hotter Than Hell. It's not Destroyer. But it is a Kiss Pop album.
1: I would still probably pay the worst Kiss album over the best of anybody else's rock metal albums.
2: Okay, there you go. That's the answer I want to hear. Okay?
1: okay, from that era. Yeah. I'm not going to play fucking The Elder over Zeppelin three for me. But you get would- my point. I would, but yeah, (laughs) but you get my point. I know, I know. know. If um, if I haven't committed suicide for playing something that would fucking make me want to blow my brains out yet, holy shit, holy shit. Song number two. Here we fucking go. I'm just going to say this, and then you can take over. Murph. Go ahead.
2: Shandy. It's a fucking great song. It is, it, it is a... It is a... That's that, 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 that Zeus.
0: That's it's what a, I
1: think about the song, is that coffin fit.
2: It's a great ballad. It's a great pop song. It's perfectly crafted. It has a catchy chorus. Is it a Kiss song? Probably not. No, it's not. But it is what it is. And I think Zeus's unhealthy hatred for the song, I think it means that he really likes it and he just can't deal with the fact that he likes it.
1: Written by Paul Stanley and Vinny Poncia, Paul does all the guitars, including the, uh, I don't know, I think he does a solo on this too. They put the roadie uh, Tom Harper on the bass. Yep. because Gene slept in. I think he was the guitar tech on Dynasty for them. He, call- he called in sick. <laughs> yeah, ugh. I just had a couple friggin' egg McMuffins. Can't make it today. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, <laughs> Gene's on the toilet. That's nice <laughs> the f- get the firehouse.
3: What's wrong with us.
1: Um, Holly Knight's on the keyboards. Good old Holly Knight. And Anton's uh, figs on the drums. Yep. Um, I thought the beginning of this sounds like, if you like peanut coladas. Yeah, but, but that's a great song, isn't it? That's a great song. Not on a Kiss album, it ain't. Well,
2: okay, but that, that's what I'm saying. But here's a, here's a great line from Paul. Um, <laughs> Vinny's input at that point was taking us in a direction that we weren't comfortable with. Oh, oh what the fuck did you let him take you in that direction for?
1: I didn't want my uncle to take me to the back of the building.
2: Yeah. But I I guess I
1: let it happen.
2: I I didn't want (laughs) to get into the back of that ice cream truck, but, you know,
1: I did. Oh, yeah. Paul played the 12-string acoustic. Ooh, Yeah, he played the Um, fucking skin flute after this, too. said that the song got polished and neutered and took away from the heart of the song. Dude, it's your fucking song. You didn't have to.
2: Let me ask you this serious question. Do you think that this song ever had an edge to it? I don't. I think it was um, written like this. You know
1: that ding ding ding-ding. Yeah. Ding, I can't even do it. Yeah, I know Maybe I know. If you didn't have that, I. you know what it is, honestly. I can't get over the name Shandy. I think it's yeah. like kind of like a made-up stupid name just to come up with something like he the, the rumor was that it was supposed to from Paul, Bruce Springsteen's song Sandy, and he came up yeah. with Shandy. That makes me hate this even more. Like Call her fucking something. Donna. Uh, fucking think of another name. Michelle. Uh, call her something. Shandy's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. It, it just makes a song. The, the fucking awful. God awful. Keyboards. It's just so stupid. And like it just it. makes me think of pop fucking ridiculous. Is this a Howard Marks song from the 80s? Yes. Oh, boy. Yes, um, obviously we talked about the video already Right, with Peter Yep um, Paul does the solo um, You know, and then you brought up earlier and You said that song is After somebody in fucking um, Australia named Shandy Cinnamon yeah. Made the song super popular I think it was a top five hit over there in Australia um, And that's the only time I think they play it That's how it ended up on a live fours Because it's popular them. in australia and they Yo, played in australia yeah, for the concert yeah yeah yeah, well, yeah i like and, uh, yeah and tom harper got 500 bucks to say he played on Sh- uh shandy Oof, um that's 499
2: dollars too much yeah, it's
1: just <laughs> freaking, and gene refers to tom as the guy who played on shandy played bass on shandy it just dude this is just like i said howard marks paul young culture club that's what it sounds like, a Culture Club song. I love Culture Club. Ugh. Coming t- up next is Karma Chameleon. I'll After tumble- that, Shandy. Dude, come on, I'll tumble for you.
0: <laughs>
1: I'd rather listen to fucking tumble for you. <laughs> awful, awful All right. song. All right, move along. Awful, awful song. Oh, terrible. Next <laughs> is uh, <laughs> this song, Promise.
0: When I see you, girl, you turn my head You make me dizzy I get a good vibration When I look into your big blue eyes As I start to quiver and shake, I get a strange sensation When you walk by me, you strut around, you make me crazy I get no relaxation
1: to me great song dude
2: i love this song i love all of Ace's stuff on here three songs on dynasty three songs on unmasked it's it's a great song i mean you know it got it got got, you know got wussified because it's on unmasked but you know i i like it i think it's a well crafted
1: song i like it um ace plays all the guitars and bass on this which is what we were talking about everybody brought their own shit in Nobody kissed this album Like they didn't kissify an album Or nope. the songs It was like here's my solo shit Here's your solo shit It's not a kiss album Um, He says the song came together uh, Quickly But yeah no shit in the shows Um, By the way Can you please somebody count How many times he says the word talk
2: Oh yeah the song never ends At the end he just says talk to me 10 billion times Oh
1: my god yep. I mean the the you know verse chorus, verse yep. it's just what the fuck especially on this song talk to me at some point you're like fuck it, i'm already talking and shut the fuck up oh my god
2: i'm gonna ask it, you this i'm gonna ask you this again i said this to you earlier yeah do you do you even like
1: kiss <laughs> Not <much. laughs> um the funniest thing about this song is okay oh. is the video oh watch yeah. the video go ahead what, what am I? Get, do you even know what I'm going to say? I think so, but I want you to. I don't. You, go ahead. Okay. Gene is like standing up next to Paul. What is this? Talk to me. He's like fucking humping his base, standing up. Looks yep. like he's like literally like a dog, like fucking humping a leg. He's fucking his base. Yeah. What the fuck is he doing?
2: Probably had nothing else to do. He's like talk
1: to me, talk. Like, And I can picture like, him fucking his base like with a like hole the in it. And the song is, like, terrible. Yeah, please, do. let me do something. Guys, watch the Talk To Me video and look at Gene and tell me if he's not got a hole in his bass guitar and he's fucking it while in the video. That's that's wrong. It's enlightened, but <laughs> I'm just telling you my opinion. It looks like he's fucking his bass. Maybe he is. What else is he going to do during the video? You know what he's going to do? He's going to write a fucking song like this, and this is song track number four. Eat it!
0: Show position tonight
1: Naked City, written by Gene, Vinnie Poncia, Bob Kulick, and Peperoni. Pepperoni. And no, pepperoni, Pepperoni? No, yeah. Castro. Oh, I thought Pepperoni wrote it. No, Pepe Castro. Um, Bob Kulik plays the guitar solo on this. Um, it was Bob's riff, really, that started this. And then he gets a little critical of the song. He says Kiss ruined the song. That was from um, Behind the Mask, right? He yep. was saying that Kiss ruined the song. The demo was heavy, and they got turned to pop. said Ace could never play that, that guitar phrase like I played it. They compromised the song by having him play on it. Ooh! Well, that's a, that's shots fired.
2: That's what I was saying. When you read this section on Unmasked and, and Behind <laughs> the Mask, uh, all of the quote, there's nothing good going on during the recording of this album. Like ACE is the only one who's like, yeah, I fucking like it.
1: Like everyone else <laughs> is like, dude, this fucking blows.
2: Like what's going on here?
1: Like <laughs> it's not a kiss album. It's fucking a collection of demos and solo material. Okay. So what do you think of naked city? I like it. I like okay. it a lot. <laughs> I do. chief says it. it's about New York city and some of the old TV shows called the naked city. Um, I like the lyrics. I like the mood it gives. It gives a certain vibe. Yeah. Is it a big rock song? No, but it's decent. Yeah. And on this album, it sticks out for me. Uh, I like the falsetto he gives. All the women went younger, men. Yep. Right. I like that. Yeah. No,
2: it's uh, got a good chorus. It's it's one of the one of the rocker quote unquote rockier
1: songs on the album for sure. Yeah, I I I think it's a a very good song. I do. Yeah. Yep. You feel the same? Yeah, I like it. Perfect. Um, Let's go to song number five and find out what makes the world go round. Vinnie Poncia. Um Paul plays all the guitars and solo. Gene does the bass. Vinnie Poncia does the keyboards and Anton Fig is the drums. What do you think? Mm,
2: this is kind of a dud for me. I'm not a huge fan of this one. I think the song is I think the chorus is kind of eh. The the verses, I eh, I'm just I'm not a this is one that I'm not too crazy about.
1: Um I will tell you this, it does a lot of the cur- uh, verse, chorus, verse, but it's a Paul Stanley chorus,
0: and if yeah, you absolutely. listen to this song,
1: yeah. and yeah. you turn it off, and you don't have it in your head, I found out, I found out, oh my god, it it sticks in your head, like that's, it or not. I think that's the case with
2: almost every song on this album, whether the songs are good or not, all, like I said earlier, all the choruses are extremely catchy and memorable.
1: Yeah. Paul says it, and he admits that it veered into Vinnie Poncia's style too much. Um, I fu- think Paul, yeah, I think Paul did a good guitar solo on this, though. That's okay. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, Vinnie Poncia says that Paul's coming into his own about his songwriting, and he felt that on this song, like, this in a couple on Dynasty, gave them credibility as a songwriter. Mm. Um, I don't know about that yeah exactly um but the one thing about this song is it does like get to the chorus it's a little bit the chorus is a little bit different than the verses but when i hear when i found out all i can picture is paul in the in the shoulder shake dance oh totally shaking the shoulders oh yeah you know what i think of i think of the fucking clip of borat in the village Dancing with the male. Oh, dancing and, with that when, when he's doing the. With, no, no, no. When he's doing the shoulder dance, like one shoulder oh, with the oh, other God. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can totally picture the two guys dancing to this song okay, with their shoulders so, in like this.
2: Okay, so you know what that means? What? That means we have an assignment for our buddy Daryl.
1: Oh, to find the
2: Borat clip? Daryl, get on it. Get Borat dancing to what makes the world go round.
1: Yeah, what make with him and the guy in the in the village yep. doing yep. the shoulder dance, dipping a yep. shoulder and dipping it out. <laughs> oh my god. That's what I think about when I think of this song. I like the song though. I do. It's okay. catchy. Very okay. catchy. Yep. All right. The the complete polarization of KISS and our taste. That's coming up now. Number six. Tomorrow. Let's hear it.
2: let me just say this one of the all-time great choruses in the entire kiss catalog awesome awesome song <laughs> great song great song i know you're not going to say it's not a kiss song i hear a lot of people you know if you listen to some other podcasts or you do some reading a lot of people like oh if somebody else took this song you know i've heard people reference you know somebody like rick springfield you know a pop rock artist take this song and Turn into a monster hit. I think this song has hit capability. It's unfortunate it was done by Kiss at this time. Great song. Awesome chorus. How can you not... You think what makes the world go round has a catchy chorus? Oh, this is even better.
1: You're fucking on drugs. This song sucks. This song is song is terrible. It's annoyingly bad. Annoyingly bad. Um, you, you- you uh, as Michael
2: Scott in the office would say, you are a thief of joy. That's right. That's what you uh, are
1: tomorrow written by Paul Stanley and Vinnie Poncia. Paul does the guitar and bass. I think Ace does the solo on this. I'm not sure. Anton Fig is on the drums and Vinnie Poncia on the keyboards. That's all I have to say. And all these songs, when I say Vinnie Poncia on the keyboards, is like put a fucking gun to my head and a lot of KISS fans head. All right.
2: See, you're you're let me, let me just say that you're analyzing these songs incorrectly. I'm I'm gonna say that you're wrong. I'm
1: analyzing by the way they sound, and they sound
2: like shit. I don't think you are analyzing them by the way they sound. I think you're analyzing them by what's behind the song,
1: like who wrote them, who's playing the instruments. Like just you open up your ears, jackass. I am, and there are keyboards in this song. And so it's not about- a fucking Kiss song. So okay. I'm not listening to an, a, sh- a song by Chicago. This okay. isn't a hard habit to break, where I'm like, yeah, no, I don't need the fucking guitar. I need, a, I need Peter Cetera's voice and, and a keyboard. So no, this is, this is Kiss. This does not go with it. A kiss, Brazil, New Kiss. First of all, the sounds the song sounds like, honestly, it sounds like fucking Time Warp. I thought this was the fucking Rocky Horror Picture Show. I was waiting for Paul to come on in the middle of this and go, "I'm a sweet transvestite." Holy fuck! It sounds like time warp. You the guess. beginning. What yeah. the fuck is this? What am I listening to? I can't, you oh know, my god!
2: I, I, I actually I don't think I've ever want uh, anticipated an episode being released more than this because I can't wait for you to take a beating. Yeah, I
1: can't wait. Who's going to tell me that this album is great? You and Watch. your little minions, your, your, your minions of fans, who, Brian Harris, your fucking biggest, the, the, the fucking Tom Gugliotti, as Sonny would say, fan club president. You're, you're just mad. that you're, break. you're just mad that
2: uh, we'll, we'll see what happens on you Saturday. Can take
1: Brian, I'll take um, Jack Broad and we'll have a fight. How's that? And, Jack you, can Bro- take, and you can take David Caffey and I'll take Deuce. You and we'll what? have another fight. It will kick your asses.
2: Jack Broad doesn't like anything. I am ho- I know he's listening right now. He he doesn't like hot in the shade. He
1: doesn't like... Uh, we posted something today. Actually, today- I think two of the three that we mentioned just now are on their honeymoon and got married. So congratulations to those guys. Awesome guys as it is. Yeah, fuck
2: them and their kiss hatred.
1: <laughs> they just got married. Have a heart, you fucking bastard. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, this was another one that was originally supposed to have more guitar, um, but probably fucked it up by Vinnie Ponce. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you remember how many times in college we would say something? And then once in a while, somebody we turned to each other and go, Oh, Vinnie Ponce? Vin- he <laughs> was a running joke. It, for it us. was a punchline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, you know, and then, oh. Okay. Um, then there's the clapping. <laughs> it's awful. I know it's, it's awful. Is that? And we said, let's go. Boom, boom. Boom, 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 cars. boom. Cars. I like the nightlife, baby. Yeah. That's clapping. Yeah. In a kiss song. Yeah. Well, so you fucking new wave cars, fucking shit. Now I like the cars and stuff, but let them play that music. What the fuck is clapping doing in a song?
2: You know what's funny? R- r- before we move on to the next song. So tonight, my wife asked me. What, 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 are you, what are you guys talking about What's the topic for, for the week I said oh we're, we're going to be reviewing the Unmasked album And I literally she said was
1: probably like oh I like that album And I'll say that's right because you're not a kiss man
2: Oh here we go And I said to her I said And I guess I'm learning I said to her I go I don't think Zeus likes Unmasked <laughs> You don't think I did not know that you had A vehement hatred for it Like you do right now This is unhealthy
1: Move on. It's a kiss album. Still yeah. still decent. I'm just saying comparing to the grade of other great kiss albums. Okay. But okay. before we move on, do not tell me that this song should not be the title of a TV show in the eighties, of a like a romantic comedy. And tomorrow we're gonna it's like I'm pitching that as like the who's the boss. Fucking like before the credits Like a couple that's supposed to fall in love Um Moonlighting I'll take it Right Right? Don't you pitch this as a rom-com like theme From the 80s Well it looks like you just gave Daryl another assignment (laughs) Well it doesn't look like you're doing any business now Um Joni loves Chachi Something like that Like a love which, which, by the way, remember when we when we were talking about all
2: systems go, and you were yeah. talking about how Vinnie Vincent was writing music for Joni Loves Chachi. I don't know how I missed this reference before. Did, did you ever hear? We're going to veer off. This is going to be like a six hour episode, but I don't care. Go ahead. Do you remember the controversy that came out with Joni Loves Chachi? Yeah, Joni so, Loves
1: Chachi. What
2: the, what? All right, just real quick so before I so before I veer off here. So when we talked about that, so I don't know if you remember the controversy with that show.
1: I, forgot I a... said to you, what was he like finger banging her in the fucking no, no, in the
2: pool no, shed? What No, no, no. But when apparently when that show. Somebody aired... dropped, the, Somebody dropped a Cleveland steamer on Potsy <laughs> in the middle of the show? No, no when, apparently when that show aired overseas, I don't know if it was in, in China or Japan. Apparently, Chachi is like a slang word for like cock or something. <laughs> <laughs> so with, I'm, I'm not kidding. Somebody out there, somebody out there verify this. That that when overseas the show meant Joni loves cock. I'm not I'm not making that up. But anyways,
1: she was drunk off a cock. Oh, there's a deep cut right <laughs> That's there. That's a deep Stonehill cut. That was from a porn. It was, I yeah. went to Montreal with Philbo and them. Yep. This is freshman year. Yep. And when we went there, there was like a sex store in Montreal. Yep. And I got John Holmes' Greatest Hits on the VHS. The cover of the fucking thing was just dong, full hard, remember? And it was, like, curved up so you could, like, fucking barely – all his cover was, like, the big cock. And it looked like like different stuff on it. Yeah, it looked like a T-shirt you're wearing.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: A big schlong. And I'll never forget it. And we were all watching it like horny fucking freshmen, and there was a part in it he was banging Tracy Lords or something yeah, like that. That's what it was. And then one of them was like, "Oh, I was drunk off of car. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good. And then thing. I took the fucking cover off, and it was like fucking parents weekend or spring weekend I threw it in the fucking in the, in the fucking hallway like an asshole cuz I knew my parents weren't visiting me that weekend and parents were walking by remember like going, ah! and they were like oh the wives are like what the hell is that and the guy and the our dads were like ah, look at that, john Holmes curved cock <laughs> wow. our our,
2: da- our dads were probably walking down the hall going oh I have
1: that one too <laughs> Oh God! It is always me doing something stupid, thinking it's funny. Like here you go Don't oh, stop. God. Anyways, let's get back to being drunk off of cock. Oh. So you were talking about Joni loves Chachi, yeah. and I told you that tomorrow should be on the cover. Should be the theme to one of those '80s rom-coms. Yes. Right. Oh God. Right. All right. Let's go. Uh, let's go to number seven. Here we go. <laughs> wrote that song after to listen to a kiss podcast. Um <laughs> well I, a good friend of mine told me that you know ace ace played all the rhythm and lead guitars and bass. I got a poster of it. Um Anton Fig plays the drums. <laughs> um, I I put that the drums are pretty good on this song. Ace says he was cheating on his wife, so two sides of the coin or his girlfriend, I don't know. Maybe my wife wasn't involved at all. I don't know if I can remember. What the fuck is such a
2: bad That is such a great quote. Oh yeah. Oh, it's a great the song's awesome. Ace's songs kick ass on this album.
1: Now, I put that the drum solos, the only good drum song on the album. There's a drum solo that goes along with the guitar solo. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just stupid lyrics. Oh, absolutely. Stupid lyrics. Oh, oh, oh,
2: they're not as stupid as another song that's coming up, though. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, it's a pretty good <laughs> song. Yeah. as yeah. my opinion. A friend of mine told me, you're up. <laughs> oh God. I can make Tommy laugh with that shit all day, right on cue. <sighs> Talk about two sides of the coin.
2: I think it's one of the strongest songs on the album. I mean I'm on record as saying that I think Ace's songs are the things that really saves this album from being a complete and total sinking ship. Um I like the album, but I think generally speaking, I think Ace's songs save it.
1: Um I love the chorus. Yeah. And the chorus was written for you people to enjoy so enjoy the chorus who said that you who who what did i what did i just miss
2: what well, zeus is laughing hysterically right now because apparently i missed something
1: Some people are just like animals oh <laughs> and okay oh, i got written it i got it i got it. you to enjoy oh god um <sighs> i love the chorus i think the chorus is awesome yeah um but it's, you know, verse, course, verse. Um, yep. What makes the world go round? Two sides of the coin. Tomorrow. Yep. Um, you know, a lot of that shit on this album, but it's good shit. If you ask me, talk to me, talk to me. Um, good song. Good ace song. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Hey, right? yep. come on, buddy. Can't you, you can come up with better lyrics? No, he can't. You can't because there's nobody to fucking help him. Go, Ace! Come on, you got you got to do better than that, buddy. Who's gonna help him? Fucking Vinny Poncia on this album? Like if Paul and Gene gotten were more, everything was hands on instead of just going, yeah, hey, we're gonna do this." Here's here's the music. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just whatever. Um. You. Well, all right. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Number eight, she's so European. Let's hear it. here. Paul plays rhythm guitar. Ace, I believe, does a solo. Vinny on keyboards. Um, Gene on bass and uh, Anton on the drums. Go ahead.
2: It's not one of the better songs on the album. It's kind of a it's just not that good. I mean, look, I said this earlier. All these songs are catchy. You know, it has another kind of catchy chorus. It's just not one of the stronger songs, in my opinion. I still like it because I like pretty much everything on this album. But it's not it's one of the weaker songs, in my opinion, I think.
1: All right. For me, when we did our smashes, thrashes, and shit, I think I put that on here. I have since seen the it, video. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad. I've seen the video a lot more. Yeah. Just like love them, leave them made me fall in love with that song more. I actually starting to like it. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is wrong with me? How do I like this song? Um, so I've changed my mind a little about this. And I always laugh about the me and you will go back and revisit smashes, thrashes, and shit at the end of this podcast, not this one, but the whole podcast and go back and go, I bet you we've changed our mind on a ton of shit. Um, I like it. I like the, the, the verses, the, the chorus, um, you know, Gene says it's about a girl he imagined he'd meet in Europe. Um, you know, so but you know Vinny talks Vinnie Poncia talks about you know Gene can write songs that don't have to mean anything. There's no there's no bearing of his soul. Yeah, no shit. You never realize that it doesn't no, have no. to mean it. It's just like these are these words rhyme, this is a good hook. Uh, that's a song. That's it. Uh, yep. This I put is the closest thing to dirty kiss, right? Uh probably, yeah, probably.
2: Yeah it's, yeah, it's the it's the it's the one that has like the least lovey huggy lyrics.
1: Yeah, I like the bridge in this. I like the chorus. Um, Gene screaming at the end. Yeah, you keep that note. Gene's got some talent as a singer. Yeah, boy's um, got talent. You know, and again, Gene, her parents are still away, dude. What the fuck Who are you banging, Gene? He's a, he's a pedophile. <laughs> what the fuck are you banging? Parents are still away. At this point, you're like thirty. Yeah. He's doing this song. He's if I'm dirty. talking about a girl, dude, hey, I'm going to hook up. This is this is like, most of us were married by this time at 30. If I said to you, oh, dude, this job, oh, parents are still away. I'm going to go over meet my girl. You're like, parents are still away, dude. You're going to get arrested.
2: <laughs> every song he has, every album. Yeah, you're right. This is probably like the dirtiest song he's got on the album. And
3: yeah, the That's funny thing true. is about this is
1: at the end, he tries to get this to rock, and he's trying to be yeah. like, he's yeah. so dope. Fingers up like, yeah, she's yep. dude. This is the worst fucking chorus. Like the lyrics are so awful. You're never going to get a crowd of fucking people not singing. uh Fucking like, you know what I mean? Like you got another thing coming. Yeah, like rocking out the hands off. No one's going to go. You know, she's so European rocking out. Gene, it's not going to oh. happen.
2: Maybe people in Australia. And I think we have some Australian listeners. Tell us if people rock out to she's so European. <laughs> yeah.
1: But overall, I I hate to admit it. I like it. Uh, I like it. Swimming in raw sewage. Um, Number nine. Let's go.
2: seems i like this intro it's like fucking a disco version of copacabana with the fucking bongos and the bass and the drums it got a cool dance beat that being said it's not a very good song
1: <laughs> paul stanley and vinny pontiero wrote this paul plays the rhythm the solo the bass anton's on the drum vinny's on the keyboard in like congas or something yeah um, there's a fucking keyboard solo in a kiss song
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's disgusting. That's real bad.
1: There's a keyboard solo in this.
2: Yep. Yep. (sighs) Yeah, not uh, it's it's one of the weaker songs on the album
1: for sure. Paul said he wrote this when he woke up at his girlfriend's house singing this song, but didn't think of it as an actual kiss song. Yeah. Then why'd you put it on a fucking kiss album? Because they were lazy at this time. They were lazy. Fucking shit. Yep. Uh, yep, and then there's a, and then the keyboard solo those sounds. I put like a little like, I go, and he bite my eye. Oh, here and we poison go. Poison eye. Um,
2: Louis Rocco,
1: and he punch my tooth <laughs> in my pants on button. Um, oh god. The lyrics Paul sounds like a chump. I want to find out why you're cheating on me with one of my friends. I he want to find bu- out why you do like, uh, uh, uh. Dude, you're a pussy. He sounded what fuck like fuck this. He sounds like that pretty much the whole album, though. Dude, you sound like, dude, you're Paul. You write about conquering bitches and getting all sorts of shit. Yeah, th- this
2: song is a long stretch off from put your hand in my pocket and grab onto my rocket. You know, it's a, it's a far cry from that.
1: You really like my limousine Yep. yep oh, why are you cheating on me with all my friends it's oh. easy. easy as it seems <laughs> oh, um I was, I was very hurt yeah this song sounds like something just so wimpy the, the beginning it's just like 80s like english rock that would not even rock like 120 minutes like english music in the 80s with those cheesy videos remember that band was it um there's something about you, level baby. forty, level forty-two. Yeah, that's, what this, that's what I think of in the song when it yeah. comes on. Yep. level forty-two, UB forty, Culture Club, Crowded yep. House. That's yep, what I that's, think of. Well, that's the era. Yeah. No, that's fucking Kiss. I know that, but
2: I'm Dino. Dude, you're gonna have a fucking hemorrhage here. Slow down.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Well, uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> I uh, talked to a collector, and I got this poster. Song number ten! Man battle station torpedo. Man battle station torpedo.
2: you Not love the song, the lyrics are hilarious. The way the song starts off with the battle station torpedo. The song's awesome. The song wasn't
1: meant to be funny.
2: I don't care. I think it's funny. I don't care. Of course it was meant to be funny. I like Ace's line. He goes, I listened to that the other day and I was on the floor laughing. It was hysterical. It's probably the funniest song I ever wrote.
1: Yeah. Don't <laughs> take himself so serious like Paul and Gene giving themselves a heart attack. Yeah. Um Vinnie Poncia said, Ace wanted a rock element to remain on the album, not be too poppy. Um, Vinnie helped him with this one. Um, this has the worst of the three lyrics. I, I put that these lyrics, Torpedo Girl, make two sides of the coin sound like Imagine.
2: Oh, come on, man. What
1: the fuck? Oh, these lyrics. Well, they're awful, absolutely, but that's the fun of it. He's swimming in the bay with a submarine in it? What the fuck is that? He doesn't know.
2: Ace was barely sober at this time. He was probably it's probably maybe he was just shit-faced.
1: And then all of a sudden he heard a rumbling sound. (laughs) You want jacuzzi, you fought the tub. That's exactly what it was. I already had a fucking breakdown last time when we talked about Torpedo Girl, about some fucking. Two hundred and fifty pound deuce swimming by, and dropping one along the way. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> Woo! Oh, torpedo man. girl, she left a torpedo on the deck. Oh um, God! You know the, the cheesy special effects in the beginning, man. Battle station torpedo. I love yeah, it. it. It sounds like, hey, <laughs> man. Battle station <laughs> torpedo. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Oh, great lyrics. Great lyrics. Come on. Come on. Get your feet wet. Exactly. That's the best. Oh, my God. Ace did all the guitars and bass on this, and Anton did the drums. Again, Ace bringing a solo song the other guys had no part of. Yep. Same theme running throughout this. Yep. Oh, torpedo girl.
2: Oh. You know, another thing, too, you got to wonder, did the band, did, did Paul and Gene let Ace have three songs on this album because they're like, oh, those are good songs. Oh, did Paul and Gene be like, oh, yeah, you know what? That's good. That's three less songs we have to contribute to this piece of shit album. Or hey, Ace is hot right now. Let's write. That's, that's what I mean. I Ace wonder, just wonder. his solo
1: album did well. Let's fucking fans are liking Ace. Let's right. Ace, come up with a couple songs. Right, right. Um, I don't know. Good yeah. point, right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Could this be a dream? I don't know. All right. I don't think so. Um, song eleven. Here we go. I think I know what you feel about this song. So let's hear it. Okay. This song, You're All That I Want, yeah, by, written by Gene Simmons and Vinnie Poncia. Gene does the bass and rhythm guitar. Paul does a solo. Anton on the drums. Um, Gene said the song, he started this in 77 around Love Gun, and that the song came out, you know, obviously on this album. Yep. Um, but go ahead. Tell me your thoughts. Well, my problem with this song is that I don't. I think the
2: choruses are kind of lazy, and then I think the uh, excuse me the verses are just kind of like it, it, it's a weird it's a weirdly tempoed song compared to the rest of the album. And the co- and the chorus on this, it's like you're all that I want. It's just kind of like applauding. Even the other songs on the album, even if they're not great songs, they all have some kind of rhythm. They have a catchy chorus. Like I think this song just kind of plods along, and then at the end. You get you get like the ghost of Paul Stanley to come in and save the day. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear it, it's like the it, Starchild. It's like an echoing Paul Stanley who seems like kind of wailing in the background. So I think it's, it's, it's an echo
1: kind of yeah like yeah that. yeah
2: exactly exactly
1: yeah. So as I said when we started this album, that me and you are in difference of opinion. I think this is one of your least favorite songs. I don't know yet. We haven't done our numbers. This is by far my favorite song. Oh my lord. What I fuck, fuck is going on. I love that? this song. I love you're all that I want. Unbelievable. Um there's something about the mood that it brings me in. There's something about the imagery. I just think it's I think it's romantic and it gets me Zeus in love kind of music. Okay. I think it's the imagery and it's something different. This is sensitive Gene. I, th- it is. I think Gene was dating Cher around this time. Mm, I'm not sure. Probably. I but think I, he was. Okay. Anyways, I, I think it's, it's funny because I also brought up, and I don't know how accurate this is. The exchange between Paul and Gene at the end starts with the, you're my everything. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That, and because I have useless knowledge of about a million different things. That brings me to a temptation song, You're My Everything by The Temptations, where the yep. song is Eddie Kendricks, and then for some reason, out of nowhere, in comes David Ruffin, and then they go back and forth, one after another, and they both go note, note, hit him with the smooth, silky voice, and the other one with the rough, manly voice, back and forth at the, end, at the end of the song, and it's just fucking awesome. I know it's not a Kiss song, but if you guys no, I know. like yeah. music, Go listen to You're My Everything by The Temptations. Uh, David Ruff and Eddie Kendrick singing the lead song on that. Go back and forth at the end. That's what I think that exchange is. And it comes in right around this part of You're My Everything. Uh, the okay. exchange between Paul and Gene. I love that. I wish they did way more of that Paul and Gene back and forth. It I would have been so that. sweet. I agree uh, with that. I love this song. Now, one part I want to bring up is the Demo of this song is on the box set The box set has Three parts of Unmasked on it. it has Shandy which sucks It then also has Talk to Me A live unreleased version which is pretty Good right? It is. Yeah it is good uh, Which all the songs from I think Unmasked Are better live well, Absolutely like all the no, yeah. Disco kind of popish songs from Kiss Are better live because it's yep. all guitars and no yep. keyboards They sound way better live yep. The demo version of You're All That I Want Is even better one wow. down and gene even you know uh this is what he was saying that he came out around love gun that he wrote it gene did all the bass and acoustic guitar rhythm and lead guitar was paul and drums obviously uh anton um gene says paul graciously offered to come down and help me do this demo gene says the demo kills the album version and it sounds more like the band free I think the demo version is breaks it down to more even of a, more of a romantic, like dreamy, loopy kind of uh, a song, even more Beatles. I think a little, and I can see what he was going for. And I just think it's a beautiful song, and I can't believe Gene wrote it. I mean, it's not very sincere when you hear Gene talking about you're you're my everything, you're all that I want. Um, but it's fucking awesome. I I just I just love it. It's very different. Um, I think it's a great song. May not be a kiss song, but it's a great song.
2: Yeah, so. I, I think the demo is amazing, and I think the demo. I mean, as much as I love, um, as much as I, I do. I mean, I, I like I, I like unmasked. I like what it is as is. Okay, but when you hear the demo off the box set of "You're All That I Want." It's like, shit, I wonder what this album could have been like if all the songs sounded as rough and raw as that demo. Because the guitars are more pronounced. It's not as slick. It's not as poppy. It's not as, you know, bubbly as everything that ended up on.
1: Kiss, the band in a room performed these songs. Correct. Not fucking Paul brought in this. Hey, Vinny, play the fucking, grab Holly Knight. Hey, you, play bass on this. Hey, you, you know... No, KISS played these songs, starting off either on an acoustic or a regular guitar, and then they just all jammed to it and picked it up. This could have been a hell of a lot better song. Sounded different. I agree. Right? I agree. Yep. We'll never know. But that is unmasked. A very polarizing album amongst the KISS community and a very polarizing album amongst Shout It Out Loud cast hosts
2: absolutely it is final yep.
1: thoughts <laughs> <clears throat>
2: i'm on record i i legitimately and without irony i i like this album a lot i find myself listening to it a lot um i, I like the ace songs i like um you know I, the, the the paul songs are kind of okay i think gene has some strong songs i don't know i've just i've always i've grown to like this song i don't know if It's as i've gotten older or what um I don't know, I find myself liking it a lot Like I said, the the choruses are extremely catchy Um, You know, it's not a rocking album, you know, you're not gonna see any Shred guitar solos or anything like that But I take it for what it is And I I enjoy it a lot
1: Um, This is one of the Weaker Kiss albums, if not the weakest In my opinion But, in some sense It shows how awesome Kiss is And how much I love Kiss I still like it Right? I still like it Yep. Um, I, It's not something like oh, I don't want to listen to it I, It's just not as good as the other albums That's all um, So there is that positive But compared to an album Where I take what I might consider The third best song on this album And then I, Im, Im, The third best song on this album might be number 8 or 10 On any other album for me
3: Yeah um,
1: right. And that's the difference And that's how, what I look at um, Overall disappointed in the cover disappointed in the music but it's a kiss album so i gotta have my love for it now we always do our rankings tomas Mm -hmm. do you want to go to the rankings right now sure absolutely okay so want to do the rankings for the songs yes let's do the songs first okay let me get my cheat sheet Um I'm gonna go first or you go first. It's up to you. Can you. Go, you can go first. Okay. My eleventh song, this is gonna prove this whole section is going to prove how fucking different we are. My eleventh song is Shandy. Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. S- sorry,
2: Murph. Oh boy. Okay. My eleventh song is what makes the world go round.
1: My tenth song, easy as it seems.
2: Okay. You're oh, not gonna yeah, you're not
1: gonna like this. My tenth song is you're all that I want. I knew you were going there. Yeah. Um my uh ninth song, tomorrow. Oh good lord. Wow. It's like fucking bizarro lists. <laughs> yeah, number nine oh, for you.
2: Easy as it seems.
1: Uh, there you go. Close. Yep. Um, number eight for me. Blue, blue, Torpedo girl. Oof.
2: Okay. Number eight for me. She's so European.
1: Number seven for me. Talk to me. Mm, okay. Number seven for me. Shandy. Six for me. See I, I, oh my god. She so <laughs> yeah, she, 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 <laughs> she sold European. Shandy, she sold that's what it is. I can't she do sells, it. She no, no, sold Shandy, Shandy, then she sold European fast.
2: Shandy, she sold yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> You're number six. Talk to me. Talk to me, you see little freak. <laughs>
1: Well, I don't think it's oh, it's appropriate. Oh, it's appropriate. Number five, is that you? Number five for me, <laughs> <laughs>
2: torpedo girl.
1: Four, I found out, I found oh, out, I have makes the world go round.
2: What's wrong with you, dude? Four for me is Naked City.
1: What? Number three for me. Yeah. Two sides of the coin.
2: Oh, man. Number three. Wait, what number was that? Three. All right, number three for me is, is that you?
1: Number two for me. Naked City.
2: Okay. Number two for me is Tomorrow. Oh, that that chorus is amazing.
1: Number one for me. Your number 10 song, You're All That I Want. Wow. My number one? Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Is it? Two Sides of the Coin, number one. And I hit that in the number three, Tom. So yeah. it's not bad. Yep. Love that. <sighs> My number one through 11. You're All That I Want. Naked City. Two Sides of the Coin. What makes the world go round is that you. She's so European. Talk to me. Torpedo girl, tomorrow, easy as it seems, Shandy. Oh, brutal. Poor Shandy.
2: Your list? Two sides of the coin. Tomorrow is that you, naked city, torpedo girl, talk to me, Shandy. She's so European, easy as it seems. You're all that I want. What makes the world go round?
1: Ouch. All right. So we just did um, Unmasked. Yep. So we've done other albums, right? So, right, let's check, right. Let's check out our list. So, let's do the covers first. Okay. Number one for Tom is Rock and Roll All Over, Gene Simmons, Dress to Kill, Psycho Circus, Animalize. Where do you put Unmasked?
0: Mm.
2: <sighs> I'm gonna put it. I, I I like it a lot. Put her in I that I, fucking bucket. Put her in that fucking. I I, I like it a lot, but um, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bump it to four. So I'm gonna put okay. it behind Dress to Kill.
1: Okay, so you're now going rock and roll over Gene Simmons, Dress to Kill, Unmasked, Psycho Circus, Animalized. Correct. Right. Okay. That's fine. So me, my order is rock and roll over Gene Simmons, dressed to kill, cycle circus, animalized. I think we have the exact same thing. We do. And I think um, I'm going to go a little bit different. I'm not a big fan of cycle circus, but I'm not a big fan of this cartoon stupid shit. So (laughs) I'm going to move um Animalize down it's still the worst of them. Um and I'm going to put Psycho Circus above. So I'm going to go Rock and Roll Over, Gene Simmons Solo, Dressed to Kill, Psycho Circus, Unmasked, then Animalize.
2: Wow. Right? Okay. Now, okay. That's
1: the album covers. Okay. Now we're at album itself, Tom. Okay? Now so far, you have in this order, we've run, this is our sixth album review. Yep. You have Dressed to Kill as your number one album, Rock and Roll Over, Gene Simmons Solo, Animalize, Psycho Circus.
2: Yep. <clears throat> I'm going to put this behind Rock and Roll Over at number three, ahead of Gene Simmons.
1: And ahead of Animalize and ahead of Psycho yep. Circus. Psycho Circus is still last
2: so I'll have dress to kill, rock and roll over, then unmasked.
1: And then Gene Simmons, then animalize, then psycho circus is your least favorite album. Yep. Okay, my order is rock and roll over, dress to kill, animalize, psycho circus, then Gene Simmons. Oof. This is Gene Simmons <laughs> from KISS. <laughs> I just think of this. <laughs> I know. I think of Craig Gass every time oh, I see oh, he's, he's, This is Gene Simmons <laughs> from Kiss. <laughs> he's so good. I know. <laughs> so, so I just love how, how fucking absurd all this Gene Simmons. Do you know if you go to kissonline.com, <laughs> we got to get Craig on someday. The I, I fucking get, oh my God. If I could put some of my <laughs> ideas in his head to do Gene skits, oh my God. He best, is hilarious. It's, it's so stupid. He goes, "This is Gene Simmons from Kiss," as if you don't know. Well, there was the great like '50s actress Gene Simmons. Oh, everybody she knows. Whoa, well, she—it was a woman, Gene Simmons with a J. She was all those like sword and sandals movies. Gene Simmons. She was a big famous actress in the '40s and '50s. All
2: right, stop boring the audience. <laughs> Sorry, I know.
1: I know. Fucking the golden age of Hollywood, man. Oh God, told you I know useless shit all day. Well. I have a poster of them (laughs) two side by side together. Um, My album again, Rock and Roll Over, Dress to Kill, Animalize, Cycle Circus, Gene Simmons. Um, Unmasked is going on the bottom. Oh, come on. I would rather listen to Gene Simmons from Kiss solo album than Unmasked. Yes. Rock and Roll Over, Dress to Kill, Animalize, Cycle Circus, Gene Simmons, then Unmasked. Holy fuck, dude. Oh, wow. Write better okay. songs, and your songs won't be so corny. <laughs> exactly. You won't be so horny. All yeah. right. All right. Uh, since this is going to be a three-hour episode. Yeah. I hope people are still listening. <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, questions.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, question number one is from our friend on Twitter, Andy, who is a huge fan of the show, but, um... He's also a huge music fan, and I'm um, also personally Twitter friends with him too. I think you might be too. He's also a big horror movie fan, so kudos to Andy for listening to our show and being oh, a fan. Sorry,
1: we're putting all your personal friends on here. That's right, now. that's I, right. That's
2: why he get. That's why he's getting his question asked. So shut up. How am I supposed to
1: tell me about all these personal friends he has? On
2: it's there. my personal, private business here. So
1: apparently, all you fuckers out there like to be personal friends with Tommy, but not me. Maybe it has to do with Tom has his name out there, and no one knows who the fuck GNP Esquire is. And well, uh, Zeus is the same person. That's all right.
2: You well, guys favor
1: Tommy. You go ahead. You, you got know, go ahead. Go you
2: ahead. Know, shoot. Shoot. You know, you, you know what you need to do. You no. need to create a new Twitter page, a Zeus Twitter page, and have oh,
1: GNP I don't have time to do all that stupid shit. Where else are you going to find me fucking retweeting a million? Anti-Donald Trump fucking post all day. Good
2: point. It's a good point.
1: All right. Start that shit up all over again. All
2: right. So Andy asks, what if when Eric Carr and Vinnie Vincent joined Kiss, if they both took the Catman and Spaceman makeup at the time, I bet people would not have cared as much as they do now with Tommy and Eric Singer wearing it. So he's so pretty much in short, if they just kept the four characters Instead of creating new ones, what would have happened?
1: Oh, so like Eric Carr came in as a different Peter uh, Catman. Yep, and Vinny Vincent took over the Spaceman. So, it, it, so that way people wouldn't be flipping I think, out. I think it would work a thousand times more. Why? Yeah. Because the internet wasn't around to bring up and get everybody to fester together and to bitch about someone stealing Ace and this. We would have been used to it, and it's already been happening. Yeah, Maybe there might be a small people like oh, when Vinny joined, he never should have put on that makeup. But I don't believe that it would it would be an issue. I think right now Tommy would just be oh, Tommy's now the the guitar guy, and Tommy would be fucking sleeping at easy at night rather than getting bottle rockets shot up his ass when he walks up the street.
2: No, I totally agree. I I, I totally agree. I think that was. I mean, obviously they couldn't see into the future at that time, but I think they wanted to keep it going with different characters and et cetera, et cetera. But once they had the reunion and they put the original makeup back on, I think that's when we saw the tide turn that, you know, it's not Peter, it's the Catman. It's not Ace, it's the Spaceman. And you're right. I think the the internet, social media would have, you know, in 1980, it wouldn't have mattered.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's a good question, though.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, we got another one from a from a big a fan of ours, Mister Grayson Gallegos. He asks, Grayson, al- yeah, we haven't heard from him in a while. What album recording session would you have liked to have been a fly on the wall
0: for?
1: Ooh, um, yeah, I think. Oh, I know exactly what I'd be on a fly on the wall for. Go ahead, Destroyer. Oh, okay. All right. With all, all right. the drama going on there, Bob Ezra had a fucking horn. Okay, and, that's true. Like, and then Kiss didn't have the confidence to know what they're doing. Bob was running around yelling at him, doing that. But all four of those guys are fucking performing. The way that they could brainstorm and come up with those classic songs, or when fucking Bob told Paul to shut the fuck up, bet's a good song, that'd have been awesome to hear all that shit. And then when Beth becomes a big hit, the look on Paul's face, oh my god, are you shitting me? The drama, it's still just the four of them? It's not fucking, like, yeah. I would want the four originals, and I want a fucking powerful one. That, or my second choice, would have been maybe Rock and Roll Over, where fucking Eddie Kramer's putting people in a bathtub, yeah. you know, and, and shit yeah. like that.
2: Yeah, I would have wanted to be, I, I would have picked an album... That was, that was kind of when the, when the band was kind of a mess. So like dynasty or even this one unmasked when the, maybe, maybe not unmasked because Peter was out of the picture dynasty. Peter was kind of out of the picture, but ACE was still involved a little bit. I'm, 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 you know, I'm kind of a, you know, a fucking glutton for punishment. So, you know, chaos, I kind of enjoy watching it. (laughs) So either that, either that my second choice would have been the lick it up album with Vinny.
1: Yeah, that would have been another great one
2: because because that that was a kick ass album. You got you got Eric on there. Um, you got Vinny. You know the environment would have been kind of interesting there. So uh, that's a that's a good question. I mean, that, that there's a whole the potential whole episode on that kind of uh, kind of topic. So yeah. yeah, it's a good question.
1: No, absolutely great question, Gray- uh, Grayson. That was awesome. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Um, all right, what's up next? We we usually go into our plug section. Yeah, so, go ahead, buddy.
2: Yeah. So everybody, you can catch us, uh, on all the, all your favorite podcast places, Apple podcasts. You know, we like those far five star child reviews. They help us very much and we appreciate all the people that have already done those. Um, Google play, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, PodChaser. pod chaser. Um, we're on uh, YouTube as well. You can reach out to us at shout it out loudcast at gmail.com shout it out at at gmail.com. Um, And we're also, uh, we always talk about the Pantheon podcast network. We're part of that great family of rock, uh, and music podcasts. And I want to give a special mention this week about Pantheon. Um, we shared it on our social media today, but there's a podcast that's part of our network called the Muses podcast, um, hosted by two fine ladies that, uh, they feature, uh, their episodes are about, um, women, women in rock, women in pop. Um, and this episode that they just dropped, I think it was today, um, features an interview with uh, Lydia Chris. So if you haven't checked that out, uh, it's Muses, M-U-S-E-S, podcast. And it's part of Pantheon. And uh, their episodes are great to begin with. But this one, uh, this week, you know, definitely uh, right up our alley with a Lydia Chris interview.
1: Yeah. And I was going to say, please spell that for our fans and listeners, please. Um, so, yeah, the uh, don't forget, you can also also find any merch that you might like of ours and other kiss related type merch on click K-L-I-C-K-T-E-E S-H-O-P shop.com. Uh, K L I C K T E E S H O P.com. Ed has the great stuff out there. If you're interested in any of our stuff or any other kind of kiss related items, uh, take a look at his website. He's got tons of great stuff. And then um, again, I'll leave it with the, you know, Tom says, he you know, We always give you the email, but use it, guys. Email us your stuff. Email us your thoughts. Tell us what you think, what you like, what you don't like. Uh, Tell us that uh, you think uh, Tom's more handsome than me. I don't care. Tell us. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. And then don't forget those five-star child reviews that you can give us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Those help us a lot, guys, and we really appreciate it. And obviously, we'll give you a shout-out if you do. So, that being said, um, Tom, famous last words. She still speaks with an accent
2: from a week in Saint-Tropez. She makes love on her brass bed because her parents are still away.
1: What did I say to you about those parents? I know. I know. Dirty I know. Bastard. He's a dirty bastard. He's a dirty old man. Is he driving around in his fucking convertible with a... With a shake in his hand while he's getting a head over. Yeah.
2: Most, li- most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> most,
1: most definitely. Um, street vampire in the night. Young lovers in love at first sight. This is my flesh and my fantasy. Ah, good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, a boy, Gene. Yeah. I love it that we both picked Gene songs. Yep. I mean, yep. He's only got a couple of them on this album, so that's right. Good. Yep. That's right. So, Tom, thank you. Listeners, thank you.
2: Yeah, thank you, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this extended ranting unmasked review. We had a lot of fun with this one. We hope you do, you do too. So thank you.
1: Yeah. Feel free to let us know what you think. alright <laughs> Peace out, Girl Scout.
0: <laughs> we love you!